Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The AuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com it's time ladies and gentlemen after all these years in the radio business jason bailey is finally unfiltered i don't know what you want with his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. It's episode 88. Thanks for being here. Uh, my name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio, sponsored by Watkins Law Firm. WatkinsLawFirm.llc. That is the website. You need a trial, litigation, attorney, personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, tenant disputes, landlord disputes, general civil litigation. Watkins Law Firm. 770 648 Zero nine, Nader Taters back in Mexico. Hola, hola, Buenos dias, guys. Buenos dias. What'd you do when you got back home? I was like, was the what? You've lived in Mexico long enough to miss it because it is your home. So, what is the first thing you did when you got back? You're like, man, I can't wait to go down to Jose's pub and grab me a case of Monomia or something. <laughs> yeah, we just got tacos from our favorite place, and it was great coming back, honestly, because we'd been gone for a long time, and it did feel like we were missing home. And then when we – usually when you go home from a vacation, it's like, oh, back to the grind or whatever. But when you step out of those doors at the Cancun airport and you just get that that heat that hits you and the, the palm oh. trees and everything, it's like, oh. fuck yeah, I'm back home. Oh, Woo. God, that's just – that's <laughs> makes my tits jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's the good stuff right there. You're right. That heat. Oh, love that heat. Yeah. Better than that heat. Uh, there's the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher, in the Zelensky Studios in Noonan, Georgia. Owner, operated, operator of B Thrasher Services, right? That's the, that's the company? Uh, just drop the B. Thrasher Services. <laughs> Here you go. Thrasher. That would be me, yes. Hello. I don't, I don't like that. It sounds like you're know. a hired hitman. Well, we can do anything for the right price. 
You know, I saw there was uh, somebody in my neighborhood, because you do fences now, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you do a fantastic job. You look like a guy that could build a good fence. I knew a guy like you years ago, built a great fence. Uh, there's somebody that's building a fence in, in our neighborhood. It's like the beginning of the neighborhood where it's like the unincorporated part of the neighborhood, but they're nicer homes and they're, they're newer homes, but there's no backyard. So this person is putting a six foot privacy fence in their front yard. It's going to, I'm assuming there's no HOA there. I have no idea. It's going to look really weird. And I'm assuming that they're doing it because they have a dog and, or they hate everybody outside of their walls. Uh, but when I drove by there and I saw the guy putting in the post, I got angry, Brandon. You know why I got angry? Because uh, it wasn't us doing it? No, no, it wasn't you doing it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to see B-Man out there putting post in a man's hole. But it, did they do a wood fence? Mm-hmm. It's all wood? Yeah, wood. Just straight up in your face wood. You know, probably almost done by now, <laughs> I'm assuming. But I was upset. I was like, why aren't you using B-Man services? That's what it is, B-Man services. B-Man services. Anyway. All right. The lovely, vivacious, extremely talented uh, phone continuously flashing. <laughs> dressed in her fatigue green, Nikki D. <laughs> no, thank you. That's notifications. Your phone's giving you notifications, too, and you tap it. I don't even touch mine. Well, I, I, I tap it out of habit. Unfortunately, okay, you know, but I get the vibration on my watch. Okay, I have a watch too, so I don't know what's more rude to look at my watch or look at my phone. Yeah. I don't look at my phone at all. I continuously look at you. Yeah, then I, I appreciate that, mm-hmm. but I look at your phone because you have that damn handy flash on. Because that's how I get my notifications. I rather see a flash than a vibration. Oh, okay. Each into their own, right, Nate? I mean, you know, who am I to judge Nikki D on her handy flash? Yeah, you know, I think. I think uh, looking at your phone might be more rude. rude. Um, yeah, because it, it definitely has been in the past. Looking at your watch, it looks like you're, oh, what time is it? I got to get out of here. You're wasting my time. Right. But you're, but at least you're just, like, questioning the time. If you're on your phone, you're like, oh, I'm not important enough. I guess you're just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something like that. So maybe the phone is a little bit more rude. I'm getting better at that, putting the phone away. How are you? What? But see, here's the thing is my wife's an enabler because – She'll get on me for being on my phone at the table or something like that, but she's got no problem. Like when she picks it up, it's okay. You know, when she gets on the phone, this is a client. Okay. Like I'm like, I'm not talking to somebody important when Brandon is blowing me up about some brilliant idea. (laughs) That's important to me. I want to be there for B man, but it's discounted. She's like, no, this is my Russian couple and they're looking to buy five houses. So, Excuse me. I think that's important. That's worth taking. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't think it is. I think that there should be a set time when neither one of us are on the phone. And if you want to get a hold of us, you have to wait until afterwards. I don't care if money's involved or not. Uh, yeah. We've got to draw a line here, woman. You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't told her that. because she... <laughs> Working up the courage, but sooner, sooner or later. Up the courage. I'm, well, I'm going to leave her a note. We're going to Florida. You know, we're, le- we're leaving after we record today. And um, I plan on sitting her down in, in our in our place on the beach and say, look, I'm drawing the line here. You got to get on board. You got to stop looking at your phone so damn much. Oh, and here's the other thing is, like, she's such a light sleeper, as I am a light sleeper, kind of. But the the responsibility of taking the dogs out in the middle of the night has become mine now that, now that I no longer have to get up at 3.30 in the morning. And I do that because I want it 
Petunia as a puppy to know, you know, I'm her go-to. She's my dog. You know, you do that to program the dog that this is daddy. Dad, I, I love my daddy more than I love anybody in the house because he takes me to go pee-pees in the middle of the night. That's the plan. That's what you're supposed to do. So I've been doing that ever since we've gotten Petunia. And it's almost a one-year anniversary of Toon Toons. And her birthday's next month. Or no, I'm sorry, her birthday's in October. And uh, yeah, it would be next month. So, so uh, depending on when we air this, I don't know. So soon, anyway. <laughs> um, but I like like last night, I got up at 1 o'clock in the morning, took her outside, took the dogs outside, I come back. I can't fall right back asleep. So I, I get on my phone and they say your phone is horrible for you to go back to bed. And I believe that forever. It actually makes me go to sleep. Like I'll fall asleep scrolling on my phone where my fingers will be so tired, they'll automatically hit links because they're falling I'm falling asleep. Have you ever done that? No, never. No, can't oh. say I have. You know what I'm talking about though, right? No. No, okay. So I'm scrolling through my phone, I'm laying in my bed, okay? And I got my thumb over my phone and I just touch the screen and it'll hit something. You know, sometimes it'll hit a video and then audio will start blaring, you know, something from the show. And, but it makes me go to sleep. Scrolling on my phone makes me go to sleep. And you wake her up with the audio blaring. Well, no, I wake her up because of the light, believe it or not. Yeah, my wife too. She'll have her back to me, eyes closed, sleep, and she's like, "Can you turn your light off?" <laughs> what? <laughs> Go to sleep. Like, close your eyes. They are closed. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> How do you know there's light on in this room? <laughs> You're supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> what do you want me to turn the moon off too? <laughs> because in my girls' defenses, when you close your eyes and you're still awake, you can still see the light through your lids. <laughs> through your lids. Yeah. <laughs> it's a difference. Uh, the audio from the television, if Rachel falls asleep with the TV on, if I hear a little bit of the audio, I start to wake up and it becomes so loud and I get angry in my sleep and I yell at her, turn off the fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I just learned this. Okay. This is a very valuable lesson. Okay. If you're watching. Okay. So we've cut the cord. So everything we watch is, is streaming, right? It's on an app. If that's how you watch television, you must pause or stop the show you're watching before you turn off the television. You know, like if you're falling asleep, Mm -hmm. you have to turn it off. The reason being, I just learned this, is the show will continue to play. Yeah. Like in the background, it'll continue to play. And then when you go back to find where you left off, it won't be in the same spot you left off in. Are you telling me you just figured that out this week? I was expecting more of, really, Jason? Thank you for sharing this information. (laughs) You sound like some old grandpa that just figured out that there's no black and white TV anymore. That's always been that way in streaming. If you let it keep playing, it's going to keep going. After maybe an hour or two, it'll say, are you still watching? Okay, okay. I just learned... I'm not the only person that just is now learning this. Right now, people are saying, thank you, Jason. For sharing this information. Nate, did you know this? Well, he's frozen. Brandon, did you know this? Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on if you got, if your TV has like Netflix built into it and you turn it off, then I'm pretty sure it'll shut it off. But if you're using like a device, like a, you got the Roku plugged in, Uh, yeah, you got to turn that off also. 
Okay. Nate, did you know this information? Which part? The, the, about the, the shows continue to play uh, when you just turn off your television. But I didn't realize the Brandon stuff. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, he is right. Yeah, if you if you have like a separate device like a Roku or a Fire Stick and then you just turn off your TV, it's still playing in there. Um, so you got to exit out of it or, or, stop, or pause it or something. Oh, gotcha. Thinking about taking my Roku with me on the road. You should. I've, I've never done that before. Like take my, uh, take my TV with me. Oh, yeah, I take it everywhere. We take it hotels, you know, all over the place. Any place that has an HDMI plug-in. Yep. Oh. Take my Fire Stick with me, too. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because then you're already logged in. Because even if they have a smart TV, then you got to log into all your shit. But if you're logged in on your device, you can just carry that wherever and, and use it there. That's pretty good. I want to uh, create an app that will connect you to the app playing the movie you're searching for. What do you mean? So there, there'd be an app that you would download on your television and it'd be called movie search, right? Or something. And mm-hmm. it's come up with something more clever than that, but it's movie search and you go to the app and then you search for, I want to watch Vegas vacation and it'll list the services that are offering Vegas vacation. I believe Rookie does that. Yeah, any search engine. Yeah, Google does that, too. If you have a fire stick and put it in search, type the movie. It's going to pull up everywhere you can watch it. Okay, I don't have a fire stick. I have Roku, so I'm talking to Nate right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go to that search function in Roku without going into an app, it'll it'll pull up the movie, and it'll list all the different, um, like, it'll say, like, oh, this is on Hulu for free, but it's on Amazon Prime for $3.99 or whatever. It lists them all, what, what it's available on. Can we just start this episode over? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, dude? Seriously. <laughs> I thought I was being helpful today. <laughs> and everything that I'm talking about has been around for fucking centuries. Let me tell you about this idea about a car. Right? So I'm calling it a car. That's what I'm going to call it, a car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you have a lot of great ideas. I think just the one step you're missing is search for it before you tell everybody about it. <laughs> well, I knew, I know Brandon's like, well, they do, they, do, they do it on Google. I know they do it on fucking Google, but you don't have Google on your Roku. So this would, like, if you were paying attention... It was an app for your television. So I, that's that's where I got the idea because, yeah, so I go onto my phone and it's great and it shows me, but then I have to go to my TV. You know, and the whole point of websites or apps is to eliminate at least one step. Like that's the rule of thumb. You're trying to eliminate. I know in the e-commerce world, that's what I learned. You're trying to eliminate every step as possible, uh, every step to get to the buy, right? You want them straight to... Add to cart, buy, bam, instantly. That's why Amazon offers that, you know, buy now, just swipe, you know, so you don't even have to go to the other pages. Uh, that's what I was trying to accomplish, B-Man. <laughs> it's just Thrasher now. Just Thrasher services, man. B-Man. Dick. E-Rick. Google. <sighs> Do you miss Iowa at all, Nate? You miss your parents? You miss uh, the home-cooked meals? You miss the laundry pods? You miss any of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I I miss the my obviously my family and and doing some things from my childhood or at least growing up and going to restaurants and stuff that I haven't been to in years. Um, I think Tiger misses it too because you know uh, the Midwest has great grass. Uh, you know, Florida grass sucks. Georgia kind of also, but 
Um, but like, you know, Midwest Kentucky bluegrass, it's so like, it's like carpet. It's like shag carpet. So tiger loves just rolling around in there and laying in the sun. <laughs> so little things <laughs> that you didn't realize you'd miss when you get to a point, you're like, man, am I at that age where I'm just really the one thing I miss most is grass. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that what my life has become? This is almost 40 for you. Uh, what was it weird? Cause you know, all those shows that you were doing from your bedroom, your old high school bedroom. And to me, it looked like it didn't change all that much, you know? So did your parents like at some point go, we're going to turn this into a guest room and it's going to be a beach motif. We're going to paint the walls, seafoam green. We're going to put a palm tree over there. We're going to put a pink flamingo over here and maybe even a small beach area. We're going to bring some sand in with a little water, baby pool. It's going to be nice. It's not going to look anything like our son's bedroom when he was in high school, but that's not the case. They didn't do that. They didn't change anything really. No. Yeah. They kind of like just cause it, I guess I, I think it's respectful. I guess it's, it's my, there were some of my things that I didn't bring with me when I went off to college and, um, and so they kind of, other than I think getting a new bed, I believe they do use it as a guest room, but all the decor and, you know, everything in there is, is still basically the same. I was finding like, I found like, so I cleaned out some of my drawers and I found like, uh, some love notes from like sixth grade. You know, I found some keychains I made in like fifth grade industrial tech class. Uh, so it was, it was kind of cool. It was like a, a time capsule yeah. uh, going in there. My, my mom changed my shit up as soon as I left. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no, no. I take that back. Um, she tweaked some things as soon as I left. And then it was like, my, my mother always had a tendency to change my bedroom without me knowing. Like in high school, I came home one day and the wall was gone. Uh, she had expanded my bedroom to two rooms and she didn't tell me about it. It was very odd. And she goes, I just thought it would, it was a very nice gesture because, you know, I'd have friends over the house and we needed a place to hang out. So I had a bedroom and then she took the wall out and then I had my little entertainment center and my fold out couch. And that's where we'd play video games. My friends would be over there and a little desk fucking sweet, cool, cool spot, you know, like for, for high school. But then, then I'd come home and my furniture would be different. She's like, Oh yeah, I got you this end up furniture. You know, it's just weird, weird shit. When I, I, I never really made my high school, my, my, my bedroom, my bedroom. I mean, there was like, I had, I had maybe in sixth grade, I had a bunch of ATV pictures or fifth grade, you know, when I was really into four wheeling and, and dirt bikes and stuff, I would take the pictures out of the magazine and I would tape them to the wall. She allowed me to do that. But my mother was one of those, everything was pristine. It was very museum-like. It, it, it doesn't look like the house was lived in. So I kind of grew up that way. Um, in high school, my, it was really not until my senior year, and we had lived at different places all, you know, for the most part. Uh, I, I put, like, my jerseys up on the wall and stuff like that. And so I had a little bit of, me touched to it. And I remember I came home and they were all down and it's like some painting was up there, you know, <laughs> but, but she, you know, I, maybe I'm a bad example because I, I don't have that relationship like Nate has with his parents where, you know, Nate's parents would, would probably rather you two live with them the rest of your lives, right? You and your wife. Probably. Yeah. Cause we help them out and, um, you know, just, we don't get to see them often. And, uh, usually when, you know, like working a normal job, you only have so many days off. So I'd only be able to go see him like once a year for, you know, a long weekend or something like that. So we got to spend a couple of weeks for, with them. So that was nice. Is your room the same Nikki? 
My room was gone as soon as I left. Like, I left to go to boot camp, and my sister moved in probably before I got to the airport. Wow. Yeah. That hurt your feelings? No, it didn't hurt my feelings. I had moved on with life, so I knew my room was bigger than hers. She'd take it as soon as I was gone. Like, I mean, when you move on with life, it usually takes days, weeks, maybe. (laughs) This was minutes. (laughs) She was in my room as soon as I packed up my stuff and left out. She was moving her stuff in there. So my room was never preserved. And then after my sister moved out, my dad had girlfriends that he moved in with their kids. So then they changed the room. So it's never been the same. Oh, so you just had strays coming in and out of your room. Yeah. Even now, my cousin lives in our old house with his new girlfriend or something. She's weird. She sent me Facebook friend requests and calls me cuz. I don't even know her. Do, do, do you, does your mom or dad have the same house that you had when you were in high school? My dad, yes. Your dad does. My dad raised me. Yeah. So so if you go back to see your dad, is, is the house pretty much the same? The house is exactly the same. Yeah. It's exactly the same. My, my house is, the houses I lived in never were the same because we moved so much. But it was just, shoot, we were always moving for whatever reason, whether it's a new husband or, uh, I, I don't know. But, my family up north never moved. Like, they didn't change a fucking thing. Those people were, and there still are. You know, my cousin, uh, so one of my aunts, who's just passed away a couple years ago, um, her and her husband married forever, and he passed away some some years ago, and uh, they were great. We'd spend a lot of holidays over the house. They would babysit me often. She was the conservative child, she was the very prudish, nerdy, conservative child. Then her daughter, uh, my cousin, who I was closest to because of age, uh, gets knocked up at like 14 or 15. Mm. And she's being hidden from me. You know, I remember I was up in Maryland at that time. Like, hey, why can't I see Becky? And she was like, they hit her. They were sneaking her out of the back because they didn't want the neighbors to see. That she was pregnant. That she was pregnant. Different that, time then. Different time then. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they never changed a thing about that house. And I liked that. You know, when I did go back, which wasn't very often, it was the same thing. It was the same, you know, 70s, scruffy, mustard, yellow couch and brown couch. You know, it was the same. uh, That's how it is. My grandmother that uh, passed away in January, you know, she was 101 years old. She had the same couch in her house when she died that's been there my entire life. Yeah, my grandmother. You know, I mean, she lived in low-income apartments, you know, as far as I can remember. Uh, she never changed a thing. It was the same furniture. She never even got new furniture. <laughs> My grandmother had the same couch. Her house was still painted Pepto-Bismol pink mm-hmm. my whole life. Yeah, had the same curio cabinet with the same dishes and the same places. And even when she'd move, you're like, did you move? Because this looks exactly the same. <laughs> My grandfather had a Cadillac. Um, it, I don't even think it had 50,000 miles on it. That car's 40 years, 50 years old. Yeah. That's cool, though. You know, I, I, I wish I had more of that growing up. That's, I, I, I'm guessing, Brandon, not much has changed because you just graduated high school like 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> Well, he still lives in his old room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I've seen pictures of his of his bedroom, you're like, have you changed your sheets since high school four years ago? I mean, that's the question I have to ask. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I change them, but I used to have a bunk bed and then I, I got a real bed. 
which is pretty fun. Now you have so much more room for activities. <laughs> God, I took it. Dad, sorry. Dad, so Jeff August and I have this idea. We just want to make sure it's okay. You know, we were thinking about taking the beds and making bunk beds. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> is that a power tool? No, just brush my teeth, Dad. We're almost done. Brush my teeth. <laughs> Uh, that's the only change you've made, right? Your dad doesn't probably even go into your room. No, not really. Uh-uh. Now his has been the exact same for a while. He's just got his bed in there. He's got a nightstand and he's got a dresser with an alarm clock. And then he's got his box TV just sitting there. Yeah. That's, that's, it. that's how he rolls. Yeah. Does he bring, does he bring ladies home? Uh, yeah. He's got a girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. How long have they been going out? Uh, I don't know. Like a year maybe. Oh yeah. She, uh, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Would you? No. Uh-uh. Like if she, like if she was like, I've had the papa bear. Now I need to go to the the young calf or whatever. <laughs> We're gonna use stepbrothers references. <laughs> You've had the big bull. Now I want the young calf. And she's looking me up at my chest hair all the way down to my ball fro, <laughs> or whatever he says. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so, all right, well, that's cool. I, 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 I wanted to, you know, bring that up, but he threw that out to me about changing, uh, your room, you know, what do you change yeah. when you're leaving your kid's bedroom? Yeah. Cause I, like I, I talked to a lot of my friends at the reunion and there's, it was their parents either converted into a gym or it was maybe like a, like a nursery if they had a younger sibling or something like that. So it was just interesting to see. I was like, Oh, well, mine's still the same. <laughs> Well, I bet you probably during the pandemic, a lot of parents were still holding on and they're like, no, we got to leave this for Johnny. when he comes back, we just never know when he's coming back. Fuck this. I need a place for my Peloton. You know, yeah, this is speaking of what, what did you do with Caleb during? Huh? Well, so Ariel got Caleb's room. Very similar to your situation, Mm -hmm. Nikki. She was moved (laughs) in before he left. (laughs) And we kind of redid her room like we painted the wall like that chalkboard paint so her and her friends can write over it she's got weird fucking lights in everywhere and poppy did some stuff and uh we had a built-in um thing there's a little corner of that room and we did a a built-in like makeup thing for her and storage and so so she got two rooms she, she's got, I mean, it's, it's, it's good, but it's a mess. I mean, like I can't even walk in there. There's just, I don't understand how she lives like this and how Rachel allows her to live like this blows me away. I mean, it's so messy. It's amazing how messy that room is because I'm like my mother, uh, that I'm a neat freak. You know, my mother was, and I'm, I'm proud of being a neat freak. You know, I'm, pr- I'm, pr- you know, I, I'm always on time. Actually, I'm always early. That makes me on time because my mother was always late, you know? So I am uh, without a doubt, a product of my mother and not everything is bad from her as much as I, I'm not a fan of hers. So Caleb, he had stuff, um, that, that they, they came with a lot of baggage. Like when I, when I brought them into to my life, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they came with a lot of shit. As I say, literally, I remember all the toys and stuff at the old place. We had, when we moved to Atlanta, so a buddy of mine uh, passed down from his parents, owns a moving company, a big moving company. Like they, they move shit all over the country. And we, we moved in the like semi, you know, like the, tra- the big trailer. It, it wasn't a U-Haul. It was, it was one of those Penske long trailer 
things. We, my stuff took up, you know, a little bit, you know, maybe a quarter of it. And then we went to Rachel's house in Kissimmee and loaded and loaded it up. It was so packed that they couldn't even close the side doors. There were like bike wheels hanging out. It looked like, you know, Eddie Murphy's raw stand-up comedy talks about the home burger where, you know, he had a meatball and there's onions and peppers and stuff hanging out. Unlike his buddies with the McDonald's burger. And he's like, you know, I got the home burger. We had, it looked like a home burger. We had bike tires hanging out, doll houses sticking out and all kinds of, just as much as we could push in there. So, you know, it got to a time and, and Caleb, uh, even being a product of that generation of, streaming and not have, you know, not supposed to have CDs and albums and DVDs. He was always a collector of that stuff. He liked, he liked, he liked to read books. So we had tons of books, which is not a bad thing, but he liked to collect DVD. He liked to do all, collect all the stuff that we used to collect. You know, it's kind of a throwback. And at some point in time, I was like, at one point in time, I was like, you know, we got to consolidate, dude. We just don't have enough room. You know, what don't you use? I use everything. No, I don't think you do. <laughs> Let's go through it all. So finally got him to get rid of some stuff. But then he's got toys from his childhood, which I understand you want to keep. He's got matchbox cars and wrestling figures. And so they're all stacked up in that other bedroom upstairs that we use as a guest room. Like, you know, grandma's here. So grandma stays up there. And, you know, they're just stacked on the side of the bed. You know, Hot Wheels cars and wrestling and um guitar hero stuff and it's just tons of stuff just stacked up and i'm like you know what do you do we got nowhere else to put it can't put you can't can't put it in the crawl space you know can't leave it outside i'm not going to pay for a storage unit we barely use that room so when he comes home they sleep in the room but caleb's dirty too you know they're they're all dirty they just leave (laughs) shit everywhere so nothing broke off on them Nikki, what happened to your your sister when your sister moved into your room? What happened to her room? Did My they dad's girlfriend's else? kids went in there. I told you, <laughs> you always had a girlfriend with kids. Somebody's always lived in those rooms. They've never Dang. been empty. Does your dad like but, when he meets a woman say, "Hey, can you move in tomorrow?" I don't know. <laughs> or but do they you always, have kids? <laughs> <laughs> they always move in with their kids. How many kids usually, on average, come with a girlfriend? Uh, two. So then when 2. he breaks. 5. So then when he breaks up with them, he's got to kick the kids out too. Yeah, they all go. And that's very sad. He's never oh, sad. Oh man. He's never sad. How no. often does how long, how does he go through girlfriends often? Well, he's married now, but at that time he he went through a couple because when we were younger, I mean my dad dated, but he didn't he didn't have any serious relationships. So then when we got older and I think he felt it was okay for him to kind of live, then he just got girlfriends and moved them in. Your dad strikes me as the uh uh, what was the comedian John uh, Wither uh, Witherspoon? You know from Boomerang and <laughs> Pops, and he's like, yeah, "We gotta let's go in that bathroom and just kind of flip it and just uh, mm, oh, I was good." And you know, mom and dad are <laughs> extremely sexually active, and they talk about it openly. Mm-hmm. Was your Was your dad like that? <clears throat> no. no, he was very honest with me though. That's that's one thing that was good and bad for me. He he was very honest with me, but he also told me some things that I probably wish he didn't. Like what? <laughs> uh. Probably the worst thing he told me, I asked him this particular girlfriend he had, like, why? Like, why do you keep her around? Like, what does she do? And he kind of indirectly told me that she, like, blowed in his butt or something crazy like that. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, I kind of don't want to know that. (laughs) 
uh, you'll get this when you get older, <laughs> honey. But yeah. something your mother never did that I always wanted that <laughs> Teresa does for me is she blows my asshole. <laughs> it's very- well, that's, that's probably why Nikki had a hard time growing up because she was very confused on what a blowjob was. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Fuck that shit. <laughs> girl why are you back there what are you doing <laughs> whoa where's that finger going <laughs> who taught you this my dad <laughs> that's weird it's time for you to go <laughs> brandon do you ever hear your dad uh and his girlfriend no yeah never put your ear up to the door just to listen no, I'm good. Yes. I probably don't need to hear that. Yeah. Well, why? I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sex is sex, right? Not, not listening to your dad do it. It's a little odd. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't have a dad. Never heard him. So <laughs> I, I, I'm just asking what it's like. I mean, I would think you, I think you'd want to hear dad. Like if you were, if it was dad and son, like your situation, it'd be a lot more, it'd be a lot easier. Even daughter, dad. Versus, in my case, mother son, like you never want to hear your mom getting pounded. Yeah, yeah, and I have, and it's like the sound. I'd rather hear Nikki D and her five inch long nails on a chalkboard for days versus having to hear that sound of my mother moaning. Um, oh my god, it was like, and then the the stepdad grunting. It was, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, even worse when you'd hear your grandmother. Your grandmother. <laughs> I've never heard my grandmother. My grandmother is asexual. She did, was she was with no man while I was alive. Thank God. I don't think my grandmother took an oath when her husband died not to be with a man ever again. That's, that's I don't know. I think I've seen yeah. it all. I've, I've seen my parents and my grand my grandparents. I Do don't it? know why. You've seen it? You've seen it? I mean, not like in action. Like I've walked into the room and boom, they're naked. I'm like, oh, my bad. And then my grandma, grandpa <laughs> walked in, they're naked. I'm like, crap. So I don't know why that happened to me as a kid, but it did. Yeah, you That's you see it. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I well, you're it. scarred. It's just, it's just weird. I don't, I don't know. I saw my mother naked as a kid. And I think she thought I was too young to know like that there was a difference or something, but you know, I was a very sexually charged young man. I mean, I, you know, at three years old, I started getting horny. So, I mean, not that I got horny when I saw my mother, but you know, I remember seeing my mother naked in this big, you know, porn bush and droopy boobs <laughs> and stuff. And I mean, I mean, I guess I can understand why guys would think she's hot. She was not an ugly woman by no stretch of the imagination, but I don't want to see that. You know, I don't, yeah. wanna, I, don't I mean, that's a weird, that. that's a weird year in, uh, in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, it's time for show and tell. <laughs> These are the pubes that fell off my mother last night in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, please explain. Okay, well, here's the story. <laughs> I remember one time my dad being so upset, like for days. He didn't talk to me for like three days, and I, I didn't know what was going on, so I asked his girlfriend, I'm like, why is he acting so weird? What happened? And she's like, don't tell him I told you, but he's upset because um, you walked by the other day and he thought that you were me. So he's just really bothered. And I'm like, at first it didn't click in my brain. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, because you were going somewhere and you had on shorts and he looked at you like as a woman because he thought you were me. So it's bothering him. 
That's your I'm dad? Like, ah, yeah. That's that bothered me too. Yeah. That's so weird. So he didn't talk to me for three days. I thought I did something wrong. But that's when I was growing up. You know, your body changes. So I guess he, glancing at me, he thought I was his girlfriend. So it messed him up. Oh, that would, yeah, that would fuck him up hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, not not doing it on purpose, <laughs> uncontrollably, mm-hmm. having some type of sexual attraction to a glance of a woman, yep. of an attractive woman, then finding out it's your, it's daughter. your daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you see somebody with a nice ass from far away, and they got long hair, and then they turn around, they got a mustache, and it's a dude, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Start going. I'm going to go I, take a shower. Am I gay? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he wearing spandex? <laughs> Those, those occasions, I've just embraced it. You know, I've been like, you know what? That's a good-looking man right there. He has got a really good-looking ass. You know, I'll say that to Rach too. You know, I'll do it to throw. I'll do it to throw off the scent. You know, if you yeah. if you see a really good-looking girl and you want to stare at her, and you're staring at her, and she's like, Who, "What are you staring at right now? Do you see this? This guy's arms are huge." <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why are you looking at this guy's arms? Because I'm an avid weightlifter. I can appreciate another man's muscles. Yeah, he's very vascular. He's very, very, very vascular. Rach is <laughs> on this kick of uh, telling me that women are hitting on me. You know, for, for some reason, just lately, I've been involved with some other women. You know, not uh, friendship-wise, not like that. You know, I, I'm, 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 the far, I'm the farthest from a looker. I am not that guy. I'm not a, I'm not a kiss and teller. I'm not a talker. Uh, about that stuff. I've never been that guy, nor will I ever be that guy. I have one woman in my life. I love her. I would never cheat on her, blah, blah, blah. That's just how I am. But Rage thinks I guess I'm the stud muffin. You know, I mean, back in the day, it was Big Daddy Bang Bang. I mean, I'll give you that. When I was single, you know, it was like fishing with dynamite. It was just too easy. That's why I got out of the game, because the game got too easy. Oh. You know, so, uh, but now, you know, I'm a married man, almost 50 years old. Uh, i got you know kid that's getting ready to graduate high school, be an empty nester. I've got a beautiful wife, and she thinks that all these women are hitting on me. And I don't know how to take that. Uh, I don't know how to be like, like, why do you think that all these women are hitting on me? Like, get upset about it. Or do I embrace it and go, yeah, maybe they are. All right. <laughs> this is great. You should be lu- You should feel lucky that you've got me and they don't. I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> I think that last approach is the good approach. Yeah, the second one? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was or thinking. is it like what you were saying, like looking at the woman, is it she's getting hit on and she's trying to throw off the scent? Mm. Not like she's doing anything, but I'm just saying, you know, like women, you know, our wives are good looking women. They probably get hit on. So maybe that's her way of like throwing the scent off. Yeah, it's funny. So, she in, in her world, she never gets hit on. But in my world, I always get hit on. And I'm like, yeah, you, you can't manipulate me like I, I'm I taught the class. Like the reason why manipulation exists is because of me. You're not going to manipulate me. With this whole mind fuck thing that you're trying to do. I'm too smart for that. You know, so I I think there's a little bit of that. You know, she's she's kind of low level manipulation 101, you know, where she tries to do some of that stuff and I have to (laughs) call her out. You can't get a shut it down. Yeah. Or maybe I just do it and have her catch me and be like, you called it. (laughs) 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 Should have listened to you. You're right. Uh, Before we talk to our guest this week. Uh, I wanted to give you the top 10 jokes from Edinburgh Festival. You familiar with the annual Edinburgh Festival? No. 
Okay. Then now, Germany? Like say, what's that, Brennan? Then Germany? It's in Scotland. Oh, close. Yeah. It's, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah, it's the capital of Scotland. It is. Yeah, Scottish capital. And it's an arts festival. And they have, like, a joke-off. Uh, <laughs> and the panel of judges compiles a list of jokes from the festival's many comedians. And the public votes for their favorites. Here are the top ten jokes. They're all very punny. Some a lot better than others. Number ten is by Will Dugan. I can't even be bothered to be apathetic these days. Uh. Okay. <laughs> don't knock three. Don't knock threesomes. Having a threesome is like hiring an intern to do all the jobs you hate. Was that two jokes or yeah? Was that the sec? Oh, okay. That's that was from Sophie Duker. Uh, keep don't quit your day job, day job, Sophie. Uh, and number eight, I used to live hand to mouth. Do you know what changed my life? Cutlery. <laughs> Tim Vine. Scottish is hard off for jokes, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say they they are not known for their comedy, apparently. <laughs> right. Just try to laugh at some of these. Okay. Just, okay. just for just for just for noise ambience. Uh, I sent a food parcel to my first wife. FedEx. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, could have worked on that a little bit. We don't know it's his ex-wife. Yeah, Richard Pulseford, Dick Pulseford, Dick Pulse. They're getting better. (laughs) Old Dick Pulse. Number six. I spent the whole morning building a time machine, so that's four hours of my life that I'm definitely getting back. Okay, that's kind of funny. I like that one. Olaf Falafel. Olaf. (laughs) His his name is funnier than the joke. (laughs) Number five. I hate funerals. I'm not a morning person. Okay, I'm gonna uh, that one. That was a good one. That, that was like a, I probably would have pulled that for Curse of Joke Island or, or whatever they call it now. <laughs> one of our many bits <laughs> that are ripped off. That was from Will Mars. All right. Number four. By my age, my parents had a house and a family, and to be fair to me, so do I. But it is the same house and the same family. So he still live at home? Is that the punchline? That's, that's the joke. <laughs> okay. All right. That was from Hannah Fairweather. I thought these would go over a lot better than this. I did these at dinner last night, and they half of them were funny. You know, oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, this one. Okay. Uh, this is another one from Olaf. Okay. Number three. This is number three. My attempts to combine nitros, nitros, nitros oxide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oxo Cubes made me a laughing stock. I don't know what Oxo Cubes are. Wow. All right. Uh, number two, <laughs> from Mark Simmons. Did you know if you get pregnant in the Amazon, it's next day delivery? That's funny. <laughs> that is good. Oh, I'm looking. Oxo Cubes are like uh, bullion, like the, the stock cubes. Oh. Got to be Scottish to know some of these jokes. Yeah, well, so livestock and the nitrous oxide makes you laugh. It's like laughing gas, so laughing stock, I get it. That's pretty funny if you know what they are. Uh, Number one joke from the Edinburgh Festival from Masai Graham. I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me, and I couldn't get pasta. Pasta. Okay. Uh, 
Pasta. 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 Uh, I can see how that's number one okay. of those. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the dad joke competition? These were. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. These are from the best comedians in Scotland, I guess. I don't know. I don't so, know. So you don't see a lot of Scottish comedians. Who, I guess this is why. Who am I to judge the Scottish joke world, right? All right, let's talk uh, to our guest, shall we? Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right. Some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. So I'm talking with our friends, uh, our friend Nita Marie. You know, they're our only friend, our only fans friend, the woman that has threesomes with God and her husband. Mm. And we've had her on the podcast. We had her on the radio show. She's now become a friend of ours. Mm. And I said, if you have any other people in your community, the only, I'm fascinated with OnlyFans, not because I'm a pervert, but I'm just fascinated <laughs> that it, it gives an outlet to women. You know, if you were to equate it to the 90s of girls going into porn or stripping that's a whole different world OnlyFans opens up an avenue for women to express themselves in a sexual way that they wouldn't normally do and not have to be in that environment or even overly judged because a lot of these women uh, protect their identity which I think is clever like our guest here so anyway Nina Marie sets it up she's like I've got this friend Daisy May She's on OnlyFans. Her stories, you're going to love her story because you know, she knows them all about the story. But she only shows from, like, her nose down. And In all her videos? Yeah, so I was like, well, let's do this. Um, and whatever makes you comfortable, you know. So I'm looking at Daisy May right now from her nose down. And I feel awkward, like I'm just, I'm supposed to <laughs> stare at your breasts. 
Don't look at him. I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're forcing me to stare at your breath. Like what we're not supposed to do as men, right? We're supposed to make eye contact, but now you're forcing me to stare at your breast. So I apologize. I know. It's, it's like guys do it anyway. So mm-hmm. make it easy for you. Just kidding. So explain to my audience why you don't show your face. Okay, so I do have like two videos that I show my face and the price on those are uh, much higher. Mm. It's more for like the super fans. Mm. Um, And then I do sell one selfie from here up fully clothed and I sell it for a hundred bucks and it, I sell it all the time. So there are some super fans who want to really build that connection and see what I actually look like. So I guess I can only say I'm like 99.9% faceless. There's Mm. a little bit there. Um, And the reason I don't is because I have a background in the corporate world and I, I wanted to keep both um, OnlyFans and my business consulting. And I didn't really want them to mix. Plus I have children and plus uh, religious purposes i was like you know what i i don't think i'm gonna show my face i don't think i need to i think i'm witty enough i think i'm creative enough that i can create a brand around you know just my body and what i'm expressing and i don't have to show my face and it's actually i really feel like it's worked to my advantage because my fans are able to picture me looking however they want i had one the other day he's like i know that you're not asian but I'm still in love with my ex-girlfriend and she's Asian. So whenever I imagine you and watch your videos, I put an Asian face on it so that it just fits to my fantasy fantasy perfectly. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Whatever works for you. (laughs) Can I say your religion? Is that okay? Um, Sure. Yes. Okay. okay. So you're a Mormon. Yes. uh, Which as we all know, is a very conservative, very strict religion. I mean, all religions have their thing, but Mormons, you know, outside of maybe having a couple wives, you guys are really <laughs> conservative. So, yeah. so you were, I'm assuming, I'm assuming we're raised in a very conservative household. I was, yes. We went to church every Sunday and then every Wednesday for mutual and then another day of the week for just getting together. So it was like a, definitely a three day church event plus like an everyday lifestyle growing up. See, this is what happens when you force your children to go to church a lot. Yeah, that's what I tell my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, kidding. So your mom, your mom knows what you do. Oh yes, yeah. yes. My I I believe in being transparent with people who are close in my life. So I have told my parents because I didn't want them to find out and then you know have to have that conversation. I'd rather do it myself. Yeah. How dad react? He was like. He started laughing and he's like, you're lying to me. I'm like, no, I'm serious. And he's like, you're lying. He's like, wait, so does that mean you have a link tree? Because he's, you know, he's on social media. And I was like, yeah, dad, I have a link tree. <laughs> so what are you, I, I have not visited your OnlyFans page. Uh, what, what is it that you're doing for your, your subscribers? Okay. So this is part of the story. Um, I started OnlyFans and about two months in, I found out I was pregnant. And so I was like, oh, well, there goes OnlyFans because nobody wants to see a pregnant woman. Mm. And I was wrong. So then I just eventually just decided to embrace it. And so I have done 
strictly pregnancy for like the first half of my OnlyFans career. And then I wasn't able to prolong it anymore because I didn't have any more content to recycle. And so now I just do a mix of pregnancy and like breeding and, uh, you know, like religion, hot wife type stuff. So are you, are you fully nude? Um, not in every photo. There's a lot of topless and then, uh, you know, just cheeky risque stuff. The fans who truly support, I will send them a lot of nudes all the time. So what about, uh, are, are you, do, are, are you having sex or any action? Cause I know Nita Marie, you know, she's sexually active. That was the whole thing was, you know, there are threesomes with God and her husband and this and that. She was doing some pretty hardcore stuff, even with other men. I think that's what really got her. Um, the attention her husband was cool with it. They had an open relationship. Are you doing those things on OnlyFans? Yes. Yep. So my husband and I were actually getting a divorce, but it's all amicable and we're best friends. Um, we've been doing the open relationship thing. And so basically the same story there. I have filmed a lot with people that I was in an open relationship with prior to OnlyFans. And then I told them about it and they all started OnlyFans. And so it's like, yes, this is exciting. We can all help each other with content and, you know, continue doing our, our thing. Do you think just now film it and make money off it? Do you think it's easier to have an open relationship being a Mormon because of the, you know, couple wives thing? Maybe. I think maybe it's like more um, embedded in some people because of the whole polygamy and religion thing. Yeah. Like, did you grow, is that, I mean, that's real, right? You, did you grow up around that? Did you have a couple moms or a couple dads or something like that? No, I just have one mom and one dad (laughs) and (laughs) my dad has one wife. (laughs) I mean, as far as I know, my goodness, I know that we do have ancestors. I do have ancestors who are, who are full practicing polygamists. Uh Um, I personally did not know any polygamists growing up. And there weren't really many in our community, but we would see them. Like we go to Costco, they stick out like a sore thumb. So <laughs> I'm not sure if you're too aware of Mormonism or um, the fundamentalists who right. believe in practicing modern day polygamy. That's not what the normal everyday Mormon does. But, you know, in the church, when you're deprived or maybe you've only had one partner, um, deprived of sexual expression, when you get to that place of comfortability with your spouse, uh, it it kind of opens up a whole new world of like, ooh, this is fun. I can I can explore all of this. And I would say one of the wildest things for me is all of my best friends now, I met them through their husbands after like a year or so of being with their husbands. They're like, oh, I actually trust you enough. I think you can meet my wife. And they're all my, like, we talk every day, all day long about kids, religion, work, OnlyFans, like, how <laughs> how much our husbands are driving us crazy and their new girlfriends or whatever, so. Wow, that's interesting. I know, it's pretty non-traditional. Yeah. Um, I'm not judging. Well, I just, I, I, I love the story. I really do. Now, the, the fundamentalists are different from Mormons, right? The fundamentalists, weren't they offshoots from the Mormon religion? Yeah, those are ones who do practice the modern-day polygamy. Right. And generally, the Mormons are like, ooh, that's really weird. Right. Like, Mormon <laughs> is more Brigham Young. Fundamentalist is more almost 
very uh, Scientologisty kind of in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm sure you saw that uh, series on Netflix. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's why. That's how I know that. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. I was trying to be smart, <laughs> but I did. And I and I've seen the show uh, Escaping Polygamy too. And I wonder, yeah, how real that is with these sisters that are trying to get their sisters out of the the, the church. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, So I play music and I have volunteered before to help people transition out of that. And it's their whole identity. So when they go into the real world, they they're like, oh, my gosh, like what what can I do? What what are my interests? I've never had the ability to choose what I could be into because I've always been needing to serve or raise kids or help you know, the other sister wives. So I've done some volunteering and teaching music that way. I don't want to give too many details on that because I'm trying to stay somewhat incognito. (laughs) You're doing a good job. You're a beautiful blonde and I just see a gorgeous bottom face and a beautiful chest. That's all I see. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I, and I say that with the utmost respect, I'm not trying to be a creeper. Uh, So please take it that way. Now the, the, the fundamentalists that they, did they also dat like they also were okay having sex with younger women too, right? I I guess apparently. Yeah, Ugh. I think because of the show, I think that was one of the, we. It, it starts to get very culty, you know. When, yeah, when you, it was very very hard to watch, very cringy, mm-hmm. very like, you know. Well, it hits home because that's I'm sure you guys not being raised closely to that religion, it was weird for you. Imagine watching it, you know, from my perspective, like, so I, I, I am Mormon and my family is Mormon. However, I'm not active. I don't go to church all the time. Um, I think a lot of the ideas of Mormonism are pretty manipulative and, uh, I don't agree with them. Mm -hmm. And so watching it was just Oh, it was so sad. It just made me so sad for all those people who have been brainwashed into it. And for all the people who, no offense, um, you know, still to this day who believe in it so much, because for me, I think it's really built around shame and manipulation and um, hierarchy and money. I mean, it's a business. It's a church, but it is business. Yeah. Do you think you would be on OnlyFans today if you weren't raised in such a conservative lifestyle? That is a great question. I have asked myself that. I'm like, I was raised very, you know, I had no one in my life like smoked or drank or partied or I remember being 17 years old and we were in seminary and they talked about the sins that you needed to to go to your bishop for and ask for forgiveness for as a senior And they said masturbation was one of them. And I was like, what's that? Mm. (laughs) At 17, almost 18 years old, like I was very, very, very sheltered. Um, I think maybe because I am a very sexual being, I would have ended up on OnlyFans. But I think I would have been a lot more um, risque about it. I probably would be showing my face. I'd probably be sleeping with a lot of people. Mm. Um, But I think some of the teachings that I had growing up definitely have impacted, you know, my career now today. I do have a second page with one of my friends and it's called Naughty Mormons where that one is specifically like religion based. Like we wear um, some of the 
pajamas, you know, like the garments you're supposed to wear. We're like reading the scriptures. We're like, hey, let us tell you our Ten Commandments and our favorite verses. So it is really fun to do that. I know that some people would be highly offended by it. Probably the church might would come out and uh, publicly excommunicate us. I'd be okay with that, though, because I'd be free PR. So (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's what I was going to say, free pub. So you pulling in seven figures a year? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it is crazy. That's absolutely nuts. When did you lose your virginity? How old were you? Because you're not a you're you're still a young person. Yeah, I'm 32. Yeah. So it was like I was 19. 19. And and was it with anyone special or? Nope. No. Nope. Just, no one special. <laughs> so you just found a guy and you're like, I got to get it done. Uh, I was a friend from high school, and I was like. I want to start doing this, but I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me learn what I'm doing? Oh, that's the best. That's some kind of wonderful stuff. That's great. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's funny. I haven't really thought about that. I'm thinking about it now. What? Just the first time I lost my virginity. Yeah. I mean, the only time I lost my virginity but, <laughs> and but, not the first time. But that's kind of, that's but. kind of a cool way to do it. Right. I mean, I was kind of a chick when I lost my virginity, I wanted to lose it to somebody that I, loved you know so i was with this girl for six years and i had opportunities before uh you know i lost it when i was 15 but when you're uh, you know female and you're raised in that lifestyle and you're now 19 years old and you have these hormones and you're hearing things from other people you're like i gotta get it done so but i but i want to do it with somebody i trust and you want to feel comfortable so that would have that's probably the best case scenario for you yeah yeah yep I learned it was, uh, it was, it was fun. You know, sex can be a fun thing. It can be, it can be whatever we want it to be. What you've been with women as well. I'm assuming I have. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm personally not into women, but I'll do it for the fans. You will. That's fair. If you get paid enough money, like if I offered you a thousand dollars for, uh, a, a, whatever freaky thing I came up with, with you and a woman, you would do it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So would Nikki. She'd do it too. She always do yeah. it. Yeah. She do it for five hundred. Five dollars. Five dollars. Let me see those titties. <laughs> uh, so so your husband, you divorced, you said now? He's gone? Uh we're in the middle of it. Amicable. I got an amicable divorce. So they exist. I understand it. Uh will will you ever get married again? Um, I would like to, yes. I I would like to get married again. Yeah. Not right now, not like tomorrow, but you know, what later. if, what if he's not open? What is, what if he's not okay with the open relationship or even the only fans? So I, the open relationship has come because my last relationship, he was asexual. So he did not ever want to have sex unless it was for us to try and have children. And so there would be years where we would not cuddle kiss, do anything. And I eventually was like at my breaking point. And I'm like, I need, I need stimulation. I need this. So that was when I was trying to get a divorce a long time ago. And then he's like, no, let's just try this open relationship thing. So it's been pretty fun. However, when I find myself in another relationship, I think I will do the monogamous route. See how I like that. Um, I can't really speak to me saying I fully believe in open relationships because I wasn't in a relationship previously where there was intimacy and connection like that. So 
I don't really know full blown if um, I would enjoy me and my other partner being in an open relationship because my previous partner didn't participate in it. So I can't really say if I had ever got jealous or, you know, things got weird because he, he just didn't want anything to do with it. So yeah. I'd bring my girlfriends over. I'm like, hey, we're going to film. Do you want to you want to be our stunt? Our stunt dick? And he'd be like, nah. Dick. Call one of their husbands. I'm like, oh, you're so weird. So if you're, okay. you're, you're soon to be your ex-husband, it was asexual. And mm-hmm. you he he pushed the open marriage thing. Did, did So I, I pushed it and he said, okay, well, I don't okay. I understand that sex is important to you. So so did he participate too and have, and have sex with other women? Mm-mm. Oh. He never has. Wow. That's like being upgraded to business class on a flight and deciding to stay and coach. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh, it was, there were many times I was like, please, I want you to experience this with me. And he just wasn't interested in it. And so, you know, he should start an OnlyFans for people to come and punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know why? So it's funny because my fans are always like, Oh, I bet your, you and your husband just have sex all day. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, if you only knew. <laughs> so you're a, you're a product of your environment. I mean, you you from de- from the the get go, the way that you were raised, everything that you do, um, your success on OnlyFans, being a millionaire now because of it. You know, you can play the what if game all you want, but the fact is, is you are a product of the people that have been in your life. Yes. Yeah. Well, aren't, aren't we all a product of our environment to some extent? Yeah, but yes, we are. There's no doubt about it. But like I'm t- talking to you, you're a perfect example of the the paths that you chose were really based off of how other people lived, not necessarily your decisions based off of how you wanted to live. You were making these decisions because of either lack of or force yeah. to. Um, which I find very interesting from a psychological standpoint. Yes. And it's a new phase in life. You know, I, I do believe in therapy. I love my therapist. I talk to her twice a week and, uh, you know, she's like, you gotta, it's time to stop living for everyone else. Cause I did everything I could. Cause to me, I'm like, well, sex isn't important enough of a reason to, to end a relationship. Um, I, that's been my thought process because I have a family, we have a beautiful family, we have great, amazing children, and I was like, it's just not important enough until one day I finally decided that it is important enough. Of course, there's other things that go into it, but mm. um, it's you do have to, at some point in life, stop living and doing things for other people and just do it for yourself, which is where I'm at now. And I will say with him not wanting to be sexual, I 100% believe that comes from the way that we were raised because they always taught you don't have sex, don't have sex, don't be sexual until you're married, save yourself till you're married. But we were never once taught like, oh, once you're actually married, uh, you know, you can have sex all day, every day. There was never any talk of, oh, explore things with your wife or your husband. Like, of course, not too many religions teach that, but it was just shoved down our throats for so long. Don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex, that I think it created some type of, um, I don't want to say trauma, but maybe just a taste in his mouth that like he's just 
doesn't have any interest in it, even though he has been married. It just wasn't a, a necessity for him like it has been and is for me. Well, think about how ass backwards that is with the Mormon religion. Don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. But yes, have two wives with two women that are going to want to have sex. All Like you have to be really naive to think that women aren't, wanting to do the same things men supposedly want to do all the time. Uh, yeah. And, but we want you to double that in your life, <laughs> but don't have yes. sex, don't have sex, but double it. I want you to double it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I know it's, this is, I can go on for hours about the psychological side of that because it yeah. is, it is powerful. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, again, this is all about the story. Every conversation that I have on this podcast to be able to have to hear the story from everybody and anybody uh, in long form is just to learn about people. That's like my life mis- mission is I love learning about other people and how they tick and why they do these things and and, yeah. and not judge, you know, who am I to judge? Um, yeah. Nate, uh, question for Daisy. Yeah, I, I noticed on some of the different pages, and even your two pages, you have like different prices, um, obviously for the, the month or whatever. How uh, is, is there like a guide that they give you, like how much you like charge or do you just kind of make it up? And I mean, and do you change the prices up and down depending on how your, your subscriptions are going? So um, are you talking specifically about the subscription or like the content for the video? Like the Yeah, just this. Yeah, just a subscription in because I think it's like well, like six ninety nine or something like that on one, and then I think on your other one it's like twenty four ninety nine. Is it just oh, up to you, oh, or do they su- do they just suggest it, or how's that work? We get to choose that. Um, I do the first month at like three dollars on one of my pages, and then each month after that it's twenty bucks. That's my solo slash pregnancy page. On my duo page, the naughty Christians one. That one, because it's two models, and our focus on that is just to get content out to people, less engagement, but more content, we do price it at $24. So we do, we just kind of, we get to pick whatever we want on how much we do. But the issue is if you change it, then you lose all of the recurring subscriptions, subscriptions, excuse me. So that's terrifying. <laughs> if yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm too expensive. Maybe I should drop it now because of um, inflation, or maybe I should drive it up because of inflation. I would lose the last two and a half years of work that I've done unless people agree to be on that new price point. And, and to me, I think that's too risky. I think 20 bucks a month is just fine. And how many subscribers do you have currently on OnlyFans? On my solo page, I have 6,000, just right under 7,000. Okay. And at 20 bucks a pop, this is monthly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some of them have come in on, uh, on free trials and then, you know, I, I let them just experience it. And then I try to upsell with video chatting or sexting or custom content or phone sex, or I do storytelling too. So I'll write fetish stories based on characters that they might want in the story or scenarios that they might want. So I do offer a lot of things on my OnlyFans. And I, I do also play music. Like I'll, if someone wants to hear a specific song, I'll take a week or so and learn it and then play it for them in the nude or in lingerie, whatever they want. Oh. It's basically a place for me to express myself sexually and a place for them to come and feel not judged um, and 
express, you know, have their desires expressed and shared as well. So I think I would pay for a nude singing telegram from Daisy May. I think that's oh, that'll be so awesome. I love it. <laughs> and then you I think were... it makes it more fun for people more than just, cause honestly I'm a much more complex person. I have way more to offer than just my tits. And so I'm like, why not give this to the fans too? Like everyone runs their, uh, their own only fans, however they want. But as far as the type of content I can send to them, I really feel like just regular porn that's like base level like i want to keep people actually intrigued and staying every single month and build that connection with them so that they want to stay and they find a way to budget it into their budgeting every month you know like oh i have gas is more expensive now what am i going to get rid of i want people to choose me over netflix yeah well (laughs) i can see why they would uh what what is something you've said no to okay so uh have you heard of vor Vor. No, I have not. Yeah. Nate? Nikki? Vor? No. 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 What is that? So it comes, I get a lot of it because of the pregnancy. It is a fetish where it's a form of cannibalism where you, someone would, like, I would swallow their finger and it would be moving around inside me. And so because I was pregnant, they would come in like, hey, can I get a video of the baby moving around? And can you say like, oh, it's my hand sloshing around inside you? mm -mm, Hard no, I don't do that. Yeah, I know. I see your face. And you know what? It's a trending thing. It's a very popular thing. I probably have requests for it at least two to three times a week. Oh, my God. Please send send me the contact information from these people. I need to talk to somebody that is into this. What is it? Voy? Vore. V-O-R-E. Vore. That's weird. (laughs) It's obviously, thing. yeah, so I, I don't want to be. That's disturbing. That's it's hard. It's hard to come up with the words because so many people are like, don't kink shame. Don't judge people's kinks. I'm like, kink well, I'm going to judge pedophiles. I'm going to judge bestiality. I'm going to judge those who want vor. So I can't sit here and say I'm not a judgmental person because you know what? The truth is I am when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm not going to do that kind of content. Has somebody asked you to, to do uh, anything with an animal? Um, no, but you know, there are people out there who are into that. Yeah. I, 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 am not going to lie. Not that it would turn me on, but I just think it would fun to watch you, you know, do something weird with a llama, you know, just cause I love llamas or an alpaca. Oh my gosh. That's funny. (laughs) I do get a lot of birth requests. I will not share that experience. Even people want me to talk about, you know, go into deep detail about, um, labor and delivery um, or actually share a video. And that for me is just a line. I, I won't do that. Did you see that story? That woman what was her name, Amy cups that wants to live stream her, her baby's birth. I think she's on OnlyFans. I don't know. That to me crosses the line. I, I agree. That's, that's, that's just, I don't want to see it. That's disgusting to me. Uh, Nikki, yeah. do you have a question for Daisy? Uh, earlier you said that a part of you being kind of anonymous a little bit is because of your kids. So my question is, would you want your daughter to be doing what you're doing on OnlyFans? I think with age, um, it could be appropriate if she wanted to do it. I think right out the gate, 18 years old, 19, 20 would be too young. Your brain is still developing. You're still getting a sense of who you are. Um, so I think when it is age appropriate, I would say at least like 25 or older, then I would be okay with it because if she wants to express herself in that way, then 
I'm not here to judge her and how the hell could I, because here I am doing it myself. Um, but for me, like I didn't start it until I already had a family until I was very successful in my own career outside of the porn. I just decided to transition into it. Well, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. Um, so I think like treading lightly, I would be okay with it. Um, however, I don't have daughters, so maybe if I did, I would have a different answer, but that's just what I'm thinking, you know, right off the bat is if the age, if she was a a certain age, I think I would be okay with it. But when you're younger and still developing who you are and your brain is still growing, I think it could be harmful. I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with black diamond, but, uh, that's Nikki D's call sign. She's on uh, the Meat Flap app. What is Meet it? Me. Meet Me app, and makes the Meat Flap. Meets a, it makes a pretty good living every month uh, of people giving her diamonds. But I knew you at one time you were kicking around the OnlyFans because you had a breast reduction, and you wanted to maybe possibly dabble in that world. So uh, one could only assume, Nikki, you're sitting here going seven figures. I could come up with my own gimmick, not show my face, and uh, maybe. Uh, no, you know, been there, done that. You try to pimp me out on OnlyFans, didn't work. They didn't. I didn't pay try my to pimp you out. I suggest. I suggest it's it's a hustle. It's a hustle. What do you mean that price? What, what, what was it? Mine was twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work. You were overcharging. I was not overcharging. You're, you for what you were offering, you were overcharging. No. She's, I mean, look at the stuff Daisy's doing. And for 20 bucks. And all you wanted to do was ride the Walmart horse or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Something silly like that. Um, for, so the guys that you sleep with on OnlyFans for, for your subscribers, are, are they all handpicked or like could a guy approach you and you just like, I mean, without knowing much about him, almost kind of a one night stand, be like, hey, you know, why don't you come home with me and and let's do this? Yeah, so I wanted to dabble in that because given my new phase in life, I was like, am I going to embrace the lifestyle and go do collaborations with other models or am I going to be more reserved about it? So I've done it three times with other male creators who are like, hey, I have an OnlyFans too. Let's get together and do the thing. And so I did do it and it's fun. They're good. They're amazing videos however for me i uh i don't really like the lifestyle it makes me feel like dirty to just go out and just have sex with people even though i am making money off it (laughs) um so i i'm going to kind of be more reserved with it and if i get into a relationship where he wants to be a part of it then great i'll do that but you know i can make a living doing solo content as well and um, plus, I'm like a germaphobe and with like that super gonorrhea going around and monkeypox and everything like yeah. I'm going to be more reserved with who I film with. Um, I'm probably not going to film with anyone else unless I am in a relationship with them. Yeah, Definitely got to so. watch the monkeypox. You know, it almost brought down the <laughs> porn industry. HIV did back in the 80s. Yeah. Monkeypox could bring down the OnlyFans industry in a blink of an eye. Uh, yeah, so, that's crazy. So these Wild. these other these other OnlyFans, these guys that are are doing the the guy version of what you're doing, you mm-hmm. know. So they'll, they'll get a hold of you and they'll say, "Is it? It's more of a business thing." That's the way you made it sounds like. Hey, let's get together yeah. and do the thing, and then you yeah. meet at his house or your house, 
And is there wine, cheese, lunch, dinner, or is it just like, hey, let's go ahead and get started. I got the camera ready to go and uh, let's do our thing. Yeah. So it's been usually they're like they would come in with their wife and like, hi, hello, nice to meet you (laughs) type thing. And then we would just get into it and she would film and give her perspective like, oh, like put your arm this way because I can't see it, whatever. Um, And then we would exchange all of our consent forms. And I don't really have interest in like hanging out too much. That's Mm. just me. Um, because I don't like to focus too much time and energy into it. I don't like taking the time away from my kids. So maybe it would be like a one night thing. I'd fly down to Vegas is a pretty good, good central point for everybody to meet, knock out two or three videos. Well, this is the only time I've done it. Knocked out like two or three videos and then call it quits from there and then just came home. So, you know, you can, I do have friends who will go and spend a week and make like, 40 or 50 videos and sleep with a ton of people, which good for them. They're making good money doing it. I personally don't want to do that. So are these guys good in bed? Are they all like studs? Oh, Oh, they are. Okay. See, this is why I can't have an OnlyFans account. I mean, even if my wife was open to this stuff, I couldn't, I would have, I would have one subscriber and be Nate. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It'd be like, you know, they say size doesn't matter, but it's like, come on, I got, got to see it. I got to make sure the fans are going to like it. So I lose right there. And then like size wise, what are we looking at? Like, what are you happy with inch wise? Okay. So I have grown a love for um, black men. And so I am into very big dicks. Yeah. Like 14 plus inches, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like 11 or 12. Yeah. Like 10 plus, you know, it's 10 plus. Yeah. Forget it. You know, that's what TT is. That's that's her, 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 her her bunk mate. It's when he buys condoms, he just buys, they just say 10 plus on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So as far as my personal life goes though, like I live in Utah, there's not much to choose from out here. Not much to actually like put your energy and time into. So it's, I think when it comes to sex for pleasure, it's all about like the connection and less about the actual size. But when I'm filming and I'm going to charge 30 or $40 a video, I want to make sure that my viewers are going to enjoy that. Mm. So, this, so you consider this porn, right? Yes. Well, you, you said it, you, you used the word earlier. Yes, I do consider it porn, but I, I feel like I, I wouldn't say I am a, porn star i participate in porn activities however i'm more relationship based with my business model um and the way i do treat my fans it is more about the relationship and the connection than it is about let me just get the content to you okay that's fair and that's why they want to stay i have tons of fans who have bought all my videos i'm not the type of model that pumps out new content like crazy and so i'm recycling a lot of my content but i have fans who stay just because they love you know because i'm really silly with them (laughs) i'll like tell them jokes like knock knock jokes and stuff i don't know i'm crazy when it comes to my fans so they they love the connection they love talking to me because i'm a real person and i ask them about their day and i really genuinely do care because i am very fortunate in life Mm. uh, because of those connections i have made with them 
So when I'm asking how they are, I really genuinely do mean it. They're not just a number to me. I mean, it is obviously a business, but I'm not, I'm not judging. I just find only fans has changed the game. You know, the porn industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. And I've known plenty of people in the industry, uh, uh, on camera and off camera and only fans is pretty much done. Like what Airbnb's done to the cab world. You're still taking a cab. It's just done differently. And only yeah. fans is like, we're doing porn. It's just done differently. Now yeah. you are selling sex, which yeah. would then by definition make you a prostitute. So do you consider yourself a prostitute? Uh, I do not consider myself a prostitute. Why? Why not? Because I'm selling videos of sex. And so it's all, it's all virtual. Okay. So, it, but if you were to get paid and I'm sure people have offered you to have sex with you, you yeah, know, I, that's the difference. Yeah. I would not, I don't knock people in who escort or who are prostitutes. Like I, no judgment there for me. I think it's too scary. I don't trust people enough to do that, nor would I want to do that. Um, I think that that's a dangerous side of it that I wouldn't want to go into. And I mean, if I don't have to show my freaking face and I can lay in bed and create a fantasy story for someone to make $300 in the same amount of time that I had, would have had to have done my hair, get ready, find an outfit, drive somewhere, entertain someone in person and then let them touch me for the same amount. I'd rather just lay in bed and do it virtually all day, every day. What if some, what if there was uh, one of your only fans, big fan, and he's a midget, and his midget friends were having a midget party. And he says, and he's very wealthy. He owns a big business, even though he's a midget. And he invite. He says, I, I, you know, how much I love you, how much I've supported you. I want you at this party because we're going to do some freaky things. There's female midgets and there's boy midgets. There's all kinds of midgets. And, uh, and but he wants you there and possibly you to join in. He's going to pay you like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Would you do it? No, no, I would not. Is it because they're small people and you're, you don't like small no, people? No, I'm, I'm pretty short myself, oh, okay. but um, there is a hard line for me. I will not uh, interact with fans. Oh, okay. So fans, period, the end of story, not going. Yeah. Okay. Hard no. Good. I don't care. I mean, I no. have had fans who have paid me. 15, 20, 30,000 throughout a year. And they're like, oh, I would, I would give anything to take you out on a date. I'm like. Sorry, I'm not doing it. That's just a line I'm not going to cross. Yeah, but you're going to eventually, you know, if one of your fans is smart, they know you live in Utah. They're they, going to they track. They okay, yeah. Well, I actually have never told them, but now oh, they know. If okay. they see this, they know. <laughs> so, so, so they're going to track you down and, you know, just go around and staring at blonde's breasts to, to try to match them up. And, and, you know, the chances of you going out on a date with a guy that's actually a sneaky fan, pretty good. You think so? I do. I do. Well, guys, it, they would have to search you out. I mean, now look, to have almost 7,000 subscribers on OnlyFans is is, is great because you're making a lot of money. But in the whole scheme of things, there's a way more people in the world. But yeah. these people are passionate about you, diehard about Daisy May. And uh, there's going to be at least one person that's going to try to find you. And if they're smart, they're going to play it like they're just picking you up and you might fall for it. And then you might get in this relationship. And a year later, he's going to say, I got to tell you something. 
I was well, like your first subscriber and I just really dug you. <laughs> okay. So if someone is going to go out of their way to do that and, um, you know, finesse their way into a why, I guess, and a plan to actually be with me, then how, how would I know? You know, oh, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to know. That's so, it. yeah, I wouldn't know. So as far as me proactively being like, yes, I'm going to go and be with fans, uh, the decision would be a hard no. But if someone was going to make that happen, whether I know or not, then I guess mm -hmm. there's nothing I could do. And if he said he was a fan, I'll be like, oh. and also I am on Tinder and if I connect with someone and then eventually I tell them I'm on OnlyFans and they want to be a fan, I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to be a fan, then I'm not going to, like, then there's no potential for us because I do not date fans. Like, maybe once we're dating and you want to look at it, sure. But if you're going to, before we even meet, try to look at my OnlyFans and subscribe and look at all those videos and then meet me, that, like, I, I don't. I, th I, I think that's a great plan I think that, that you have, you have ethics within your constraints, your business. I like that. I think yeah, some people like to think that all of us on OnlyFans have no morals or ethics. No, I don't get it. Not the case. <laughs> I mean, if you're not paying attention to this conversation with Daisy May, if you think that right, Nikki, that's yeah. good to have rules. I mean, do you have rules on your meat flap app? Yeah, I have rules. Okay, like I'm sure men, you're a beautiful African-American, large-breasted woman. I'm sure there are plenty of men out there that want to give you more than just digital diamonds. Yeah, they do, but they're creeps. Exactly, exactly. Because, but you have morals, you have ethics. Yeah. You're like, I am not going to hang this sippy straw from my nipples. Right, but it's going to always be perceived differently when you say that if you're somewhere being naked or doing porn. People are always going to perceive that differently. Right. I'm sitting in front of my computer fully clothed just talking to people. Yes, but Two you're, you're wearing some pretty provocative stuff. No, I've I'm not. some of those outfits. <laughs> Nothing I wear is provocative. Buy, buying them at those stores that aren't brand name stores in the mall now that have taken over. It's just like diva Divaville or whatever. And they no. got these stretchy black tank tops. You're buying up <laughs> 10 for a dollar or something. I see no. what you're wearing. You can't find it. Yeah. All right. Uh, on all social media, as as do you, I'm guessing you have two different types of social media, right? You have one for Daisy and then one for not Daisy, right? Nope. I have oh. been anti-social media until I started OnlyFans. So... I don't have any personal social media accounts. Didn't, it's, you, didn't, you, didn't you start following me on Instagram? Well, yeah, but that's not my personal one. That's my Daisy one. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your day, that, but but you okay? So you don't have a you have it just for the job. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. what, okay. That's what I'm getting at. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for following. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hopefully, I you know we tell this to Nita Marie too. I was like, we, Nate, you know, we're doing something wrong with this subscriber thing for the podcast. I, was like, I don't know what we're missing out on, but we're doing something wrong, and I don't know what it. Can't quite put my finger on it, Nate. Got any ideas why Daisy's making seven figures and we're not? Uh, because we have personal accounts, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to kill the personal account. I'm going back to Buckethead. You go back to Digi Dude and. Well, yeah, uh, it's fucking us up. It's totally fucking us up. All right. 
well, please come back on again, Daisy. And I'm glad, you know, this kind of interview came about last minute and I'm sure your kind of guard was up. You're like, Oh, who's this weirdo that wants to talk to me, but I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I know I did. I hope I didn't step over any lines and didn't offend you at all. I just find your story very interesting and thank you. you're a very sweet person and, and th- thanks for your time. And I hope you come back. Yeah, no, I was not offended. If you were crossing any lines, I'd let you know. All right, I appreciate that. Now, if if people want to go on to OnlyFans, they just search for Daisy May, M-A-E, right? Yep, M-A-E. It's May, I be your sub. That's my tag because I'm submissive too, and I'm like, you know, always looking for that daddy that can Mm. control me the right way. Um, (laughs) So you can type Daisy May. It'll come up as like breed me. And then Daisy May, but if people wanted to type the actual tag, it's May, mm-hmm. M-A-E, mm-hmm. I'd be your sub. I'll be your sub, so. okay. Now, you're an expert, uh, just quickly, at OnlyFans. Could you suggest anything for either myself or Nate if we were to hop on the OnlyFans bandwagon for a couple dudes? Um, you know, we're not that ugly, I don't think. I mean, I can't help with the, the penis size, and I'm definitely not that good in bed. So uh, we got to think of something else creative. Nate's hung like a baby donkey, by the way. <laughs> so, um, so it's a lot of work, especially to get it up and running and where it's actually making you money every month. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, I would say my first eight months I was working like 70, 80 hours a week. <laughs> and then it got to a point where I could ignore it for like a day and I'd still, you know, bring in a couple thousand dollars and, I wouldn't have to babysit it as much. So if you've got free time or you want to take a leave of absence from your current job to set it up, then, then do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> we luckily don't have really a current job. So that's, yeah. that's good. You know, we're, we're both, well, I'm a fired individual. He's a, I left for Mexico individual. So <laughs> that's where you got to go. Fun. You, you got to go down where Nate lives in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It's turning out to be the selfie capital of the world. Every social media influencer goes down there and does their thing. You can go down there and find some mad Mexicans to do some OnlyFans stuff with. That sounds fun. I do love Mexico. It's a yeah. good time. Yeah, Playa del Carmen is beautiful. Nate, I'm sure you got some Mexican friends now. You can set it up and they could do some. They're probably on only L only fans, the Mexican version. <laughs> yep. And they could do some freaky stuff. You know, I'm sure, sure your wife will be totally fine with all of this. Oh, yeah. Tons of content. <laughs> Tons of content. All right. Uh, Daisy May, thank you so much. Let's keep in touch, please. We have each other's phone numbers. We'll talk. I'm allowed to talk to you. My wife saw it. She's like, who are you talking to? I was like, is it going to be a guest? She's a model on OnlyFans. She's very nice, very beautiful, and she's a Mormon. She's like, okay, well, you know, turn off your phone because we got to go to bed. So Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope I was able to answer all your questions, and hopefully I'm interesting enough for people to still be Absolutely. Hopefully we can help you get some subscribers. If you can send any our way, we'd take it as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I will definitely promote this on my socials. So thank you. I'll let you know when we air it and uh, we appreciate it. Take care, Daisy. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer 
for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project. will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X dot net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Fascinating. Fascinate it with OnlyFans. Anybody else? The whole world? Yeah, it's crazy that something that, and I guess it's still a little um, taboo, but it's just crazy that these like everyday people are now famous and making more money than most everyone else. <laughs> For not, I don't want to say doing nothing because I'm sure it's a lot of work, like doing content and filming and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I I, I relate it to the '90s radio into the early or the 2000s where the stripper porn scene the dot-coms were were becoming a thing uh and unfortunately i was doing that male driven 18 to 34 rock radio where you had to super serve that stuff and I got to be honest with you, I hated it. I never liked it. I never liked having the porn girls on, the strippers on, doing the bits. And I did a lot of them. But I was, uh, you know, a victim of my 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 environment, I guess. You know, I thought that, well, I was told that. Not only that, I think, you know, and then everybody, you're like, oh, are you trying to be Howard Stern? Are you trying to be Bubba the Love Sponge? You know, that kind of thing. But that's what guys were doing on rock radio. It was it was the flavor of the 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 decade or the generation. And you would try, I I would try to be, you know, like it didn't make sense to me that I'm supposed to be this guy on the radio talking to these girls, having them take their clothes off in my studio, which I never quite understood what the appeal to that was. 
but maybe I'm in a relationship and I talk about my relationship in my marriage. And I'm just like, God, I'm an asshole. Like if I were listening to me, I would think I'm the most disrespectful prick. I wouldn't get that I'm doing it as for entertainment purposes, you know, because there is that real factor to this. Like, it gets too real when you have a topless woman or a naked woman in front of you and you've gotten her there and she knows that she's going to get there and you're doing it to titillate your audience when you have a wife at home or kids at home or a girlfriend at home or whatever the case may be. I was never proud of those moments ever. I guess it's not the fascination from the, the kind of the porn aspect for me. It's the money. And it's the people that are OnlyFans that are making the crazy money that's not really doing anything outside of the bubble. Like that cash me outside girl. Those are the things what about OnlyFans that she's doing nothing. Oh. She's just posting regular videos of herself. And she's making millions of dollars. She's the highest paid person on OnlyFans. Who, who, Those who, who the, is she? Is she a rapper or something? No, she's just a little girl who was on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Yeah, Cash, Cash Me Outside. Outside. How, How about, about that? that? Oh, okay. You got to, I, I know, I remember that. I vaguely remember that. But mm-hmm. what, she was a, a little girl on Dr. Why was she on Dr. Phil? Because she was an out of control teen who wasn't listening to her mother. Uh, and what, what, what she said, Cash Me Out? Yeah, Cash Me Outside. How about that? Oh. And that was her like catchphrase that made her famous or whatever. You know, there's, see, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. What, what I was getting to with the, the, reminds me of um, the the days of the stripper world and the, and the porn world and whatnot. You know, th- those times have changed, at least in our, our industry. Uh, and, and I think in society it's changed too. You know, the strip clubs aren't as big as they used to be. I know like the ball players will go there, but you're going there because, you know, it's like I, you can, you want to, it's a status thing, but I don't think most guys are going to the strip clubs as, like they did when they were, you know, maybe younger back in the day. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. But there was the stigma. You know, you're a stripper, you're a slut. You, you know, yeah, okay, sure, you're going to school, blah, blah, blah. And I got to tell you, I befriended a lot of those girls in those clubs. And you know what? A lot of them were going to school. And a lot of them did have kids. And a lot of them were very nice girls that were just trying to make a living. And I never judged them. I, I, I like, became friends with a lot of them. You know, I dated a few, but I became friends with more. And they were... They were working their asses off and some girls didn't want to do it, you know, especially all the Russian girls, which was very, very sad. And then the porn girls, that's a whole different world, you know, that, that you get involved in. The only fans is very similar as that you are selling sex, but you don't have to sell sex. Like you were saying with this cash me outside girl, yeah. you can just cater to somebody's fetish or fantasies. Or fantasy. Yeah. I mean, like, the, people have the, oh, man, there's nothing. I have this vision of you watching Law & Order, eating a cherry pie, wearing a trench coat. Somebody has that fantasy. It's weird. Weird as fuck, but it's, somebody's got that fantasy. You know, and you could say, okay, I'll watch Law & Order for you, and I'll eat cherry pie in a trench coat. I need you to send me $100. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's the new newish version of cam girls. You know, cam girls were like yeah. the next generation of porn stars because it's more interactive. This is even more interactive. You can go online and find a hundred pictures of some girl naked that you don't know, but it's more enticing to these guys to sign up for somebody that they can tell them, "Hey, jiggle your boobies and send me a video. I'll pay you ten dollars." You know, they that that interaction makes it feel a little bit more real. 
So it's like, but the cam girls got kind of a bad, like if somebody in the 2000s or 90s told you they were a cam girl, you're like, okay, so you're you're a porn star, you're a stripper, you're a slut, whatever. Yeah. But now it's these like mo- a girl next door chicks that are doing it and it doesn't seem as bad for some reason. Well, it just, but, you know. it just proves the point is everybody's a freak behind the doors. You know, every, yeah. everybody's, you know, I said that for years, you know, that everybody's got a skeleton in their closet. Everybody's got some freaky side to them. There's just no doubt about it. You know, there's somebody, you know, the show would always, I I don't have that. And I'm like, dude, I know a girl that you masturbated in front of because she wouldn't sleep you, sleep with you, you fucking freak. I was like, that's weird. (laughs) I was like, the shit gets out, dude. You know, so everybody's got that freaky tendency. I think the stigma has changed, though, where you now can embrace it and you can profit off of it. And you're not judged as harshly from a younger generation as you once were. And the guys that I play tennis with are older than I am. So they're 50 and up, right? And some are 60 and up. And one of them in particular, who's a pretty down-to-earth guy. And, you know, think he knows the haps, you know, for the most part, keeping up with the times. And he's on the younger side of things. Uh, Still older than I am, but on the younger side of things as far as the guys we play tennis with. And I was telling him about some of the the, the OnlyFans stuff and, and some of the people we know and when we you know record with them and interview them and all that stuff. He had no idea what it was. He'd never heard of it before. <laughs> and I and I said, "Yeah, this is what they do." He's like, "So they, they they get on the internet and they have sex and they people give them money." I said, "Well, not every one of them. I mean, they, some will just do pictures and you know they cater to fantasies." Like, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> like what? Yeah, but he was that generation of judging. You know, he's on the uh, he's on the he's on like the not the the maybe not the 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 baby boomer tail end, but he's very very close. And so in that generation, they're judging, right? They're judging. If anything to do with sex, it's taboo. You know, you're a slut, you're a whore. Blah 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 blah. Um, I I I look at these girls. You know, Nita Marie. You know, that's how we're getting all these these girls from OnlyFans. Nita Marie, for example, our friend, you know, that, that made national news, uh, international news, because she was sleeping with her husband and God. She was having threesomes. That was her thing. Brilliant marketing, right? Checks off all the boxes. Religion, sex, pfft, damn. She's making seven figures a year. I've talked to Nita Marie outside of Nita Marie, the OnlyFans guest on the show, She's an extremely intelligent woman. She loves her family. And she's a business. A lot of these women are so business minded. They're like, why in the fuck? When I go work a nine to five for $14 an hour and deal with the bullshit, when I can make my own hours, be creative and feel good about my body. Who am I to judge? Who are you to judge? And and make seven figures a year. More money that you would ever make in the corporate world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't if you don't mind, if you're okay with your your nudity being out there on the internet, why not make the money that could support you for the rest of your life while you can, you know? I agree. I absolutely agree. Nikki, you judging them? I mean, I'm not judging them. I it's just still not something that I would choose to do. Just me personally, which is why I ask, you know, the questions when you have kids, how do you explain that to your children? 
Uh, well, that's uh, that that's the other part of it. You know, you know I couldn't so, explain that to my daughter, so I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, so that's that's the other part of it is, um, you know, I might sound a little hypocritical here about the judging aspect of it, but, you know, like, how will, will your kids understand what you're doing and why you're doing it? And the answer to that is maybe in time, but I think the initial reaction would be somewhat of a culture shock, probably. You know, it's weird because, like, I mean, it, I assume it would be the same conversation as any stripper or, or prostitute or whatever has had to have with their, I don't know if they do have these conversations. First of all, if, yeah, if they're young enough, I probably wouldn't even tell them. But, you know, they they probably always had to have these conversations because the nudity in these types of jobs have always been around. But I've never, like, had a friend that, like, didn't know his mom was a stripper until later and then he found out. But there's now going to be kids that when they become adults, not really knew what mom did. But in the future, they're like maybe the photos get outside of OnlyFans at some point. Somebody screenshots it or something. And then when they're an adult, they find out that that's what mom was doing. So I don't know if I don't know if they'll mind that much. But maybe it's more commonplace now and it's not a big deal. Yeah, but think about our generation. You know, not too many people that I know, if anyone has been ashamed of what their parents, I mean, I know there's people out there, but there, there is never like evidence or you might find something and you go to one of those, uh, DNA kiosks or something. You're like, Oh my God, your great grandfather was a murderer back in England. You're like, Oh <laughs> shit. You know, but now all you got to do is do a Google search of your mom and find her, her only fans handle. And you're like, Oh shit. Um, so it, it it's going to be a di- it's it's going to be a different generation for kids growing up now, and and but they're this again going back to the stigma. The stigma is not there. I don't think as much. I mean, it's still there with the older generation, but the younger generation, your kids, I think more they're going to understand what mom was doing and why she was doing it. You know, it's like there's one thing to be, you know, in that industry because you're a fucking waste case and you've like nothing to offer in life. Right. You're just like, Oh, whatever. Just take my body and have sex with me. Okay. You're going to get judged. But these women are on the only fans. They're business women. They're smart about it. They're, you know, I'm talking to Nita Marie right now, possibly launching a podcast for her on our network. And I, I don't want to give away what, what, what the, the show would be about, but it's not what you think. Uh, but yet very, very fascinating, very interesting. I was so surprised. It was her idea. And when she told me this idea, I'm like, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It, 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 it caters to your fan base and what you do, but it's not titillating. It's not over the top. It's not look at me. I'm edgy and blue, that kind of thing. It makes sense. It's intellectual. It's compelling. It's entertaining. That's brilliant. Let's get this started. You know, so we might do that. These women are smart, you know, and I'm not saying the women that are in porn or, or, uh, that were, that are stripping aren't smart either. I know a lot of smart strippers. I knew a few very smart porn stars as well. Um, where they looked at it as a business. They're like this, this, this life is not going to last forever, but I'm going to take advantage of it while I can, because my body is what it is. But once I hit 30, yeah, 29, I'm done. And so I got to save up as much money as possible and then start building 
you know, what I'm going to do in the second part of my life. I knew a lot of girls that did that and just got out of the business altogether. And they're like doing real estate now, for example. Um, and, you know, you look at their social media and it's been cleaned. Unless you know, you don't know. Right. So, yeah. Well, the good thing with OnlyFans is like you, you can't search somebody like unless you know their screen name. So it's not like you can search, you know, Jimmy's mom and it'll pull it up. You know, it's kind of still a little bit anonymous, but I'm sure once somebody knows, then, then everybody knows. I'm sure Google search my neighbor. (laughs) You're right. You can't find people on OnlyFans. If you go, I've tried you, you have to, and OnlyFans is not easy to navigate by the way. It's definitely not. <laughs> oh, you been on there? Yeah, when you had me put that page on there, and I was just trying to go through and just look up different random people, and I couldn't find anybody. Yeah, you can't find anybody. No, it's not. It's not. It's not navy friendly at all. No, you still got a page up there? Yeah, it's still there. I never took it down. Oh, you know, anybody says anything? Like, no. hey, hey, baby. I haven't been on there in so long to even check it. I don't even know. Hey, you probably have like five thousand subscribers. <laughs> Three million dollars waiting in your OnlyFans account, and you haven't cashed out yet. <laughs> no, it goes directly to your bank account. I wouldn't know. Are there guys on OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. And they, they they like show their PPs and all that stuff. Yep, I know a guy personally who's on there. Really? Mm-hmm. How much money does he make? He. That's a, oh, that's another thing. Is this is how how much society's changed? People have no problem telling how much money they make when it's on the internet. It's the weirdest thing. Like I grew up with. You don't ask somebody how much they make, you know, then as I got into this business, I started alluding to it to certain people because I know it made them feel uncomfortable, but I know they wanted to say it out loud in the sports world. It's not a big deal. Such and such just signed a 5 million, $165 million deal. Okay. In radio, you can't talk about how much you make. Oh my God, it's taboo. It's actually, I think in the, in the rules for most of the big companies or all companies that say you cannot discuss your contract. Why the fuck not? It's my contract. They do that because they're snakes. You know, they, they want to pit everybody against each other and they lie to you. Like the last boss I had lied to me about other contracts and my contracts. I mean, blatantly lied to me and my agent. He said, oh no, this is the same what we're doing here. And this is why we're doing here. And then we find out later it's absolute and complete total bullshit. I'm like, dude, how do you sleep at night knowing that you lie like that? You just lie. <laughs> how do you do that? But it's weird, right? The internet money people brag about, not brag about, but are open about. You know, I mean, yeah, I made uh, Nate's wife. Yeah, I made, made $50 the other day off Facebook Marketplace. I sold some stuff. Cool. That's great. I don't look at you any differently. I don't think you're bragging about that $50. I'm OnlyFans. Made a million, uh, 1.5 million last year. Showing my boobs. And uh, putting little matchsticks on the end. Guys love that shit. Oh, cool. All right. 1.5 million dollars. That's good. Uh, professional baseball player. 10 years. 250 gazillion dollars. Wow. Great deal. That's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I'm in radio. I made uh, X amount. I made uh, $50,000 last year. Shh, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Right? Don't talk about that. It's just the weirdest thing, but we (laughs) becoming more accepting to to talk about money. Like it's not that again, that stigma has changed too, where you have no problem talking about it or even asking about it. Yeah. Well, and that's also, I think that's, 
part of the corporate machine or whatever, if they've kind of brainwashed you into, you're not supposed to talk about your money mainly. So you don't know that somebody else that's doing less than you, that's been there maybe a little bit longer is getting paid far more than you, but they don't do any actual work. So they don't want those like, you know, arguments and stuff. So yeah, I think it now definitely it's, it's a lot more uh, open about what people make. Cause it's not like a competition. Some girl on OnlyFans tell me how much she makes. I'm like, why well, ain't doing that? So why do I care if you make more than me? Yeah, no, I, I, I think more people should talk about it, especially if you're looking at, you know, equity uh, or equality, not equity, equality w- with roles. You know, we see this in Hollywood now where more, more and more male actors are going to their female counterparts and they're saying, you know, not for nothing, but how much are you making on this film? And they'll say, I'm making this. This is what they're paying me. They're like, that's ridiculous. There was somebody just recently that did this uh, big name male actor. And he went, he went to him and said, hey, look, I'm not going to do this picture unless you pay us the exact same amount. Wasn't it Keanu Reeves? No, it wasn't. I want to say it was like a Chris Pratt or uh, a Chris Evans, you know, one of those guys. And, 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 and the thing is, is that their female counterpart was, I, I believe, just as big of a name. But it's, it's just, the, you know, well, you're a woman. You got to make right. less than the man, which is absurd. If you're doing the same amount of work and you're putting the same amount of effort... And, and you're just as important, then you should be getting paid the same. Now, I do think that there's a difference of seniority. If you've been doing it longer and you have a, bet, a bigger resume, then yes, you should be getting paid more. I am not all in, don't get this twisted, and the everybody's should be getting paid the same and, and, and everybody's on the same playing field. I do not buy into that at all. I think that there is a hierarchy based off of the work that you've put in. Not given, but the work that you've put in. If you've put in the work and you've put in the years and you've got seniority, you should be treated as such. Not to say that somebody that's just into whatever game it is shouldn't be getting paid the same amount or more if they bring something else to the table. Everybody's different, right? But if you have a movie and you have two big-name actors, one being male, one being female, they should be getting paid the same. You're right. It was Chris Pratt. Was it Chris Ju- Pratt? For Jurassic World. Yep. Oh, that's right. For Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the woman he was talking about is the redhead. Yep. Who's actually, I believe, Ron Howard's daughter. Her name's Dallas Howard. Yeah. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. You know, little, op- little Opie. You know, <laughs> you know from Annie yeah. Griffith. Mm-hmm. Huge director. It's his daughter. Yep. She's getting jobbed. Yep. Because she's a chick. Good looking chick, yeah. too. I think, yeah, she I, is. I think the more good looking you are, the more you probably get jobbed. No, they just job women around because that's how it's been since the beginning of time. And now people, again, are fighting back yeah. with how way things were before that aren't right. Well, don't sit here all high and mighty like you're the thing about fighting back because. Because what? Just because you're not the poster child for that conversation. I'm not the poster child for him going and saying that no, his post no, should no. get equal pay. No, I'm not talking about him. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. But I back his place. Uh, so. you, you took a job where I told you not probably the best choice. And shocker, I was right. And uh, everything happened that I said it was going to happen. And they're for the same reasons that I told you. Yeah, but I wasn't going to just quit. It still would. What difference would it have made? Uh, you could have started a new career a lot earlier and not have to go through the bullshit and headaches and blah, blah, blah. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. 
that wasn't a that wasn't the same situation. I just like this. I just like hearing you say you're right. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, but was I? I mean, you were right. Um, ultimately, oh, about how things ended, but I still wasn't just going to quit just to be like I'm not a quitter. Well, there's a difference between quitting and moving on, right? I mean, I you, 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 there's a difference. Yeah, but for me to do that, I would have needed something else to move on to. Yeah. Yeah, and there wasn't anything. Well, there could been if it could have been if you if you searched for it. <laughs> I told you, there's always <laughs> oh, something out there. OnlyFans. You, go back to the OnlyFans. It was there. That's true. Yeah. But you also say never leave money on the table, and that that was some more money than not having a job probably at the time. Exactly. Well, there 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 are variables to never leaving money on the table. First off, the money that would have been left on the table, not a lot of money. Um, two is principal overpayment and not I mean, when you have a child to take care of i don't have you don't another even like party. your child i love my child you so love like your dog tongue. you love your child but you don't really like your child i like my child you and hate, i love my child you hate your dog i'm not fond of my dog i don't hate her yeah you know where's your you probably don't even know where your kid's at right now school yeah that's what you do <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> You can't compare me to you. I have to work. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Why, why does everybody think I don't work? What is this fucking weird thing that people think I don't work? Well, I think she's saying you don't have to. Like, you have a wife that makes money. Nikki is the only income earner in her place. That's what I'm saying. Oh, because that was good. I mean, that's that's a oh. fact. What do you mean that's good? That is a fact. Well, I take that? care of me and my child, and that's it. I have no... Outside help, no outside income. It's just me. she has no sugar daddy like your sugar mama. <laughs> I it's, Rachel doesn't pay for. I don't shit. have property. I don't have. I don't have anything. It's just me. Take don't say those kids. things because we just got past this Jason elitist <laughs> conversation thing. I'm just saying, I, I'm the farthest thing from that. I really, really, and that bothers me. I hate. I'm not wealthy by no stretch of the imagination, but I've been smart with the money that I've made. And because you've made enough that you were able to at least do that. And I'm still working my way up the ladder of money. But when I started in radio, my first contract was $14,000. I didn't start ma- a year. I didn't start making money in radio until my 10th year in the business. 10th year. All right. But before that, I still purchased a piece of property when I was 21, mm-hmm. making $24,000 a year. In a different time. Well, yeah, which is something you can't do now. <laughs> sure you can. Different why why couldn't you? No. What do you mean, no? Are you going to tell me, no, you can't do that? I know yeah. for a fact you can do that, so don't tell yeah. me no. Why do you think the entire generation now cannot own a home and can barely get paid or can barely live? It is a different time. You were in a booming economy at the time. It's completely different. I'm married to a realtor that does this. I see her give first-time home buyers all the time. Oh, and- they get a lot of kids right out of high school buying houses? What? Didn't you say you you were a, a freshman in college buying a house? Uh, no, no. I said the first time I bought a house. I thought you said you were twenty one. Twenty, maybe twenty two, maybe twenty two. Okay. So I, I was I was out of kids college. in college right now buying homes uh, to flip. No, I I wasn't buying it to flip. I was buying it to live there because the mortgage was cheaper than the rent, and that's the case. And and that's what I would. That's in most cases that's the case. Mortgages are cheaper than what people are charging you for rent. And yeah, and, and that's the, the argument that the generation is 
the banks say you are you're not financially stable enough to get this loan to pay this amount, which is less than they would have to pay in rent. So, but there's tons they're, of, they're currently paying rent. But what you're not talking about is all the programs for especially first time home buyers. That's why I made the comment. You know, when we were talking about condos in Mexico, I hate to fucking rehash this up, but you know, it's like hundred, two hundred thousand dollars for the condo is not a lot of money. And some dude takes it out of context and is like, oh, you must have 100, 200. I was saying it as far as for what it is, it's not a lot of money. It wasn't necessarily, you know, first person. It was just in general of a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, brand new in, um, where do you live? Playa del Carmen, right? Playa del Carmen, Mexico, on the strip, like the main strip, for less than $200,000 is a steal compared to what prices are in the United States. Now, the real estate market in the United States is changing a little bit, right? It's not, you know, I, th- I think it's shifting more to a uh, buyer's market than it is a seller's market. But still, those prices are going to be up there like they were during this big rush that we were getting, we, we just went through. It, it still does, if you want to buy a house, like, even if you're borrowing money from your parents, if you're able to do that, your parents would loan you money or give you money in a heartbeat. And if you're trying to buy a $300,000 house, which you can find, you know, maybe in the outskirts, that's still nice. You want to put a little work into it either way, whatever. And you've got to come up with $30,000 or $60,000 as a down payment. I'm sure in your case, Nate, your, your dad would do it in a heartbeat. I know he would, you know, so then you're in a house. And now you're, you're, yeah, you're but that's not, uh, he hasn't done that. And I obviously don't own a house, but majority of people don't have that opportunity. They can't afford even the down payment for this. Well, that's why there are programs, you know, there, there are programs that will give you assistance. So you don't have to come up with that money or all that money, but still the idea of saving up for whatever money that you want to put down towards a house, uh, like back in the day, in the mid two thousands, during the boom, you, you didn't have to put money down for a house. You just, because you're getting, you know, 80, 20 loans, sometimes 80, 30 loans, which were crazy, right? With a five-year right. arm. And the problem was, is people didn't understand what a five-year arm meant. That meant that when that five years was up, your fucking interest rate went fucking through the roof. And that payment that was once $1,500 is now $3,500. You're like, what the fuck? Because the idea was to get rid of the house before the five-year arm was up or one-year arm or whatever you decided to take, you know, because you was, everybody was flipping. It was just that good. But at those days, you know, you could buy a house without any money down, just had to have decent credit, good credit, you know, good credit gets you a long, uh, a long way. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. How do we get on this fucking only fans to this? How did this happen? <laughs> we were just talking about I making money, I think. Just, saving I'm, money. I'm telling you, man, I, I, something's wrong. I got dementia. I think I'm early signs of dementia. I forget shit all the time. I'm constantly on my phone writing notes to myself. I have the same thing happen to me, though, to be honest. I, I can yeah, me forget too. something in an instant, and sometimes it's scary because I've sat and looked at a person that I know and forgotten their name. Oh, well, I'm tar- I'm terrible with names, as is. Yeah. No, I'm I like think it's looking a co- at you, like, what is your name? I'm Jason. <laughs> See, I forget it sometimes. It's right that here. Type it's, on of the, scary. it's on the microphone. Mm-mm. It's a Bailey. You can call I, me Bailey. It's on the shirt. <laughs> no, not this one. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be called under. Is that why you're always wearing our, our gear, just so you don't forget? 
<laughs> what show is this? Oh, yep, the BS. What's that guy's name again? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's a combination because I, I am noticing the same thing or similar things is I think as we get older, obviously you start to forget things, but it's also a combination. We've never lived in a in a society with that's inundated with so much information. There's so many things we need to remember. And, uh, and that come in com- combination with getting older, I think it's just, yeah, you forget shit and you got to write it down, but thank God we have phones to write that shit down and put that thing in their calendar. Oh my God. No joke, dude. I mean, my notes, I love you so much, you know, and it syncs up with my computer and I can just pull it up on my computer and I can copy and I can paste it when we're doing, when I'm putting the shows together. And it's like, it, it, I love you notes. Whoever invented notes. I love you. <laughs> Yeah. I just love the search function. My, I sent my dad a website like a couple of days ago and he was like, what was that website? And I was like, I don't know. Go search for it. You know, that you can go and you search back through your text messages yep. and find it. I, I do that to Nate all the time. I'm like, Hey dude, can you send me that link? You remember like, like four years ago, <laughs> I can't find no. it. <laughs> like two minutes later, he'll send it to you. I'm like, damn, dude, that was awesome. I've been searching yeah. for it for a week. I tried not to bother you, but I couldn't find the fucking thing. Uh, before we do uh, Everything's Better with Fuck, uh, I want to bring up uh, the mullet championships. Yeah. That's, that's another stigma. Just talk about the sex thing. The mullet's back, you know, and the haircut. I don't think we judge people as harshly as... This world's not as bad as we think it is. I don't think we judge people as harshly as we used to on haircuts. So that makes the world not bad because they don't judge a haircut? Well, as an African-American, you should definitely be excited about that because if anybody is is stereotyped, African-American women or men, you know, with a certain African-American haircut, whether it's a fro or cornrows or whatever the case may be, I mean, we've seen this in the news, right? You know, in the past. Yeah, and we're still judged for that. So I'm trying to figure out what are you excited about because of mullet. Well, because uh, the, the mullet, you look at the mullet and it's like, accept it now. You don't think you're some white trash redneck anymore it's like uh i don't know do you is it still there maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just too positive that's the problem that's the problem i'm too optimistic okay world sucks everybody's still judging i have no problems with the mullets i have no problems with afros but to say oh the world's better because they're not judging mullets eh, stretch okay maybe i'm just uh just trying to be positive that's fine okay i don't judge you know who used to judge who my first stepfather and you know it's the weirdest thing in the world Take a guess on what accessory a woman would wear that he would judge her. An accessory, a bracelet. No. A necklace. No. Her earrings. Yes. What type of earrings? Studs. No. Hoops. Yes. He thought she was trashy. Yes. (laughs) If she was wearing hoop earrings... She was a how. <laughs> she was a dirty how. It was the weirdest stereotype. If she had hoop earrings and chewed gum, she she, she he made he made uh, my mom get rid of all of her hoop earrings. What? Yeah. So I grew up thinking that hoop earrings were for house. Oh my god. Also facial hair. He was anti facial hair. He said that any man that needs to have facial hair is weak. I thought you meant on women. I was like, I kind of agree with that. (laughs) That that they were were hiding something behind their facial hair. So he shaved every day. Never saw the guy with any facial hair on him. Well, that's why. That's that's funny. 
church people who didn't let women put on red lipstick because they said you were a hoe. Well, that's because of the color red and satanic and devil. And I mean, there's a little bit it's more to that. Yeah. yeah. The, the the funny thing with the facial hair, I kind of believe that now because, you know, in the last, I don't know, five, 10 years, the beard has came, became a big trendy thing. And a lot of these dudes you see wearing beards that, you know, if you know them without the beard, I'm like, these are little fucking skinny nerd dudes. And they're trying to act like they're these burly, uh, you know, trendy dudes. Um, so you can see see some people are hiding behind the beard, but other people just have great beards. So they have the kids division winners for the mullet championship. This whole thing is really cool. I mean, they really did a good job putting this together. I don't know where they did it at though, but um, then they have the teen winners. I don't think I see anything. Oh, that kids, teens. Oh yeah, then men's, women's foot. There's a men's open, and then the for mullet. Femulet. Femulet. Thank you. Femulet. So the kid um, is my long lost son, Emmett Bailey (laughs) from Wisconsin. And these were all like, I guess, online votes. And this poor kid, you know, he's he's got the uh, the rainbow Oakley, you know, macho man glasses. And (laughs) like this is child abuse. It really, really is like the the kid is. uh, I don't know. He's proud. He looks cute. Yeah. But no kid asks for that. Right. That's like when parents take their kids out to protest. No kid asked for that. You know, it's like, well, I think we're a little jaded because we, we look at mullets as silly, but if they're coming back, this is, he's probably the coolest kid in fourth grade. Maybe my mother would (laughs) never let me have a mullet. I couldn't grow one. I tried because they were in when I was in like sixth grade. This is dude, Brian cluster, buddy of mine, tough guy. One of the cool kids. He had the best mullet. He had a good one. And the mullets, how you would do it would be, you know, long and back, short on the sides. But it was like in the middle, you would not spray paint, but um, hairspray. Yeah. And kind of spike it up a little bit in the middle. And that was that was the that was the 80s mullet right there gone. Then you got Epic Orta. That's the kid's name. Epic. He uh, was in second place. Just like his mullet. And then. uh William Ramsey, but don't call him William Ramsey because his name's William Dale Ramsey. <laughs> He's a future serial killer. I got to tell you, if you're a fat kid, mullets aren't complimentary to you. <laughs> it's like a bob for a big girl. What? You know, like you know, big girls with short hair. I got a bob. You don't have a bob. I'm talking I about like a, a Dorothy bob. Hamill bob. Like right up here above your ears. A pixie cut is what you're talking about, not a bob. Looks like a helmet. Bob. That's a Bob. It's a pixie cut. Or whatever. That's not good on a big girl. I mean, if she can rock it. No, 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 no. Shorter the hair, the bigger the girl. No. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't. And these, there's the fact, the (laughs) mullet, same with the mullets for the boys. I don't know. It might be a good distraction for him. Take take away. They're not making fun of them being fat. Now they're making fun of their hair. (laughs) The first place for the 2022 USA Mullet Championships for the teen division is Caden Kershaw from Wisconsin who looks like he's 35. He definitely does. And he looks like he's literally from the 80s. And Fisher Mons looks like he's 45 from Hilliard, Florida. (laughs) None of these people are from somewhere you know. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say that too, with all the states, they're all, all, there's a a handful of states involved. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah, Wisconsin. like the south and then the, the far Midwest north. Yeah, Wisconsin's really big for the mullets. Yeah. Max Weibrick, 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 yeah, Weibrick, yeah. Wisconsin, he's in third place. 
Good job. Mm, let's see the adults here. The names are the best. They, they all have porn star names. They're not normal names. They're not from normal states. Who are these people? Oh, men's winner. First place, Clint Duncan. I mean, you just, you have to have a mullet if your name's Clint Duncan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got no choice. Uh, from Tennessee. Again, you got to have the Sport Oakleys. That's the only sunglasses you're allowed to wear. You know what I'm talking about, the Sport Oakleys, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Thick definitely. Ones. Yeah, all these guys look like they eat cigarettes. <laughs> eat cigarettes uh travis seifert from wisconsin second place he just looks like he doesn't look like he has a mullet though looks like he's just got he hasn't grown out of the 80s rock star haircut yeah you know those people um bradley sudith of alabama i thought there'd be more alabama he's got a straight up in your face mullet and he's proud of it he came out of the womb like that I mean, I, I I can explain these mullets to you, but they're they're it's a fucking mullet. Yeah, you really got to go mulletchamp.com. They're hilarious. Yeah, I I I, do, I know I should be painting this picture, but it's a fucking mullet. Uh, women, uh, the what did you call it? The femullet? Femulet. Femulet. Female female mullet. Fe- okay, femulet. Yeah. Cassidy Jensen, New York. Wow. See. These ones, and, and I see Florida also, these ones I get for, because their look, they don't have, they're not the, um, they're not the, like, southern trashy look. They are the girl that, uh, what was that bar? Like, I Spy or I Bar or whatever in Orlando. It's like the emo, the girls that smell like B.O., but they have, like, the greasy mullet, like, those kind of, like, trendy mm-hmm. hipster girls. That's the kind of girl mullets I'm seeing. They have little vaginas, and their inside of their thighs are—they look like webs because yeah. they're skinny. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, right, yeah. Nikki? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's no thigh; it's just a butt cheek into a stick. Yeah, that, you're right. That's the—they're the, <laughs> kind of crackhead girls. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But we've—you know—you and I both have been with that girl, and, and you know when they take their clothes off, they always have uh, um, a, a beer opener from the bar. So yeah. like the big metal ones, <laughs> Jenna Raymond. What, why is it the adults? They don't give the cities, but the kids and the teens, they do. That's weird. Yeah. You think it would be the opposite. Jenna Raymond, Florida. Again, same as Nate described. Micah Myers cough of Louisiana. She doesn't look like she has a mullet. She looks like a very eccentric. She looks like the chick on uh, American pickers, you know, yeah. a bunch of tattoos, very eccentric. Oh, click on the the female mullet thing below it. I like the entries. It has a couple more in there. Oh, the gallery? Yeah, they all have the... Yeah, the gallery, sorry. Yeah, they have all the kind of the same look. They all... Not all of them, but they dyed their hair, but it looked like they dyed it like three haircuts ago, and it's washing out. Uh, Michelle Mad Dog Bur- Durbin. <laughs> Cheyenne Smith. Uh, Maggie, Maggie Boyle scares me. Maggie Boyle. Amy Lopez. Yeah, they both, they all look like Eddie from Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cheyenne Smith is the only one that I'd talk to. You're still doing the wigs, right? Yes. Yeah. You got a mullet one? No, I don't have a mullet wig. Can, can you find one to wear one one day? I'll Google it and see if they have them. Do black people do mullets? Yeah, they do mullets. They're called systolets. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I... The the one lady with the black hair, I've seen somebody with their hair kind of like hers, but they didn't call right. it a mullet. That doesn't look like a mullet. Yeah. That, that <laughs> Cheyenne Smith? No, no, no. I agree. 
but yeah, I mean, uh, what's the the uh, musicians? Some of the black guys have the cool mullets, you know, with the uh, spiky hair. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Yeah. Black guys have mullets. I don't know, but do they call do black guys like I've never heard a black guy go. They look call them mohawks. That's the only thing I've seen black guys rock. No, mohawks. but they got the long hair in the back too. Who? Huh? Black guys. I don't know who. I've seen them. I haven't seen that. They got friends that are black. I'm googling it and it I don't see any mullet wigs for black guys. Oh women. man, go go to the the men's open gallery. There's some some gems in there. Check out Kevin Pulaski. These are some of the new age mullets. They got shaved. Uh, they're shaved um, like lines, and one of them has a number three in the side. Probably his favorite NASCAR guy. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that's uh, that's Dale. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Man, Chaz Taylor is pretty good. That's a crazy beard. He has like uh, he has flames shaved into his beard. Hi, man. I'm Curtis Wilson from Minnesota. I got checker shaved under my mullet. <laughs> I'm Big Rich Price. I got a little gray on top. It looks like I got two skunk tails on the side. Wow. These guys are living the dream, man. Oh, my God. I'd love to see these dudes in person. Wow. What did they, do you know what they won? Or they could win? Or they didn't win? I don't know. It's sponsored by Manscaped, though, which is genius. Absolutely genius. Wow. That's fucking nuts, man. Who's the, you got, who's the most famous mullet out there? Well, it used to be Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. And now it's that Morgan Wallen kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the, the current most famous. Uh, well, let's see. Did David David Bowie kind of had a mullet, right? He did. You're right. You are correct. He did kind of have a mullet. Um, uh, there's a bunch of new, like, younger baseball players that, that have the mullet now, too. Oh, uh, Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi had, yeah. Yeah. It was fake, though, right? Didn't he wear a wig? Mm-hmm. Found that out in his book. Crazy, huh? To fool it. Mm-hmm. Out of all the things you could fake, you want to fake yeah. having a mullet. It's fucking yeah, weird. But, uh, it's like, yeah, Patrick. I, I want to fake something. I want to be in a. I want to be. I want to be handicapped. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so you can park first at the mall. It's weird. All right, uh, let's do. Oh, you're gonna like this one. So the new fantasy football show that myself mm-hmm. and Randy and uh, Jeff Bogus, uh, Jeff Bogus Bogus are doing starting on, I think it's September 7th. Let me just double check. It's the first Thursday of football season. So uh, let's see here. That is September 7th, correct? Yeah. No, 8th. I'm sorry, 8th. Yeah, September 8th will be our first episode. It's called the Fantasy Replacements Show. Based like the movie, The Replacements, and the whole idea is we know our stuff, but mm, might not be right all the time. So maybe this show will replace the guys that are supposed experts. Right. That's, that's a the, good concept. That's a good concept, right? Good idea. Bogus is struggling with it because he <laughs> thinks he's right about fantasy football. Now, truth be told, I know more than Bogus. He's a good stats guy. He pulls all the numbers, but... Your predictions are sometimes a lot writer than he is. I oh, they that. are way more a lot writer. They're a lot writer than he is. <laughs> They're way more a lot writer. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's Everything's Better with Fuck is going to be from the movie The Replacements. Whatever we do, it's better with Fuck! What? Everything's better with the Fuck! And by the way, if you would like to listen to the Fantasy Replacement Show and you are a fantasy football nerd like Amura... 
and you would like to listen to Mua and three-time Super Bowl champion from the San Francisco 49ers, Randy Rock and Roll Cross. I don't know if that's his new name or not. And uh, from FantasyFootballEmpire.com, Jeff Bogus Bogus, that is his name. And he's embraced it, which is great. I told him, I said, if we do this show, you know, because we still do leagues together, and he still's got a relationship with, uh, you know, the enemy. And uh, the enemy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, they're going to write you off. If you're associated with me, they write you off. That's just how they do it. It's like, so don't be surprised if you get booted or they don't even have you. Like, all right. He'd be very sad. Well, hmm. our, our league will probably have money, I assume. Uh, our, oh, like to. What to pay him or or to pay out? No, you know, remember when we would do the show league and then nobody would ever oh, put yeah. money in and then nobody would win money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I don't know if, if Bogus Bog has told you, but uh, I can't do fantasy this year because I'm in Mexico. Oh, he did, and it was you, not only because you're in Mexico, but you were in Iowa. So it was the only two places in the world that you couldn't pay Yahoo, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I tried to log in or, you know, subscribe or whatever, and it said you're in a banned area, and then it said exempt, or it said the area was Iowa. So I don't know, the state must have, I guess some states must have anti-gambling or fantasy football things or something, or maybe it's just the Georgia one where if it started there, you have to make the money within Georgia. I don't know why. I have no idea. It does get tricky. I have not logged into my DraftKings yet. I know last year I had an issue for some reason, I guess, throughout all the updates on, at least on my Mac, like I had to go into location to make sure that when you went to the site, it realized that you were in Georgia, which you can do DraftKings, but it won't allow you to DraftKings offers betting. Now you can't do betting on, on DraftKings. Now there are other websites I can go to, to bet uh, like Bovada, uh, which is an offshore account, you know? So it's like, just what are you, what are you people doing? <laughs> like people are going to do it anyway. You can drive an hour and 20 minutes up to Harris and go to the sports book and bet. And you'd rather people take money outside of the state. Like what's the harm in that? What's the harm in placing a bet on a fucking football game? Because you think that that's going to form some type of addiction. Well, government get out of my life. If I want to be a gambling addict, I'll be a gambling addict. Just like if I want to be an alcoholic, I'll go to the liquor store and down bottles of vodka that's legal and become an alcoholic, you know, and then get in my car and go kill a family of four with their dog because you allowed me to drink alcohol. You got to have some personal responsibility every once in a while, right? And right. You're missing out on billions of dollars, billions with a B of money from gambling, like the state of Florida. It's illegal to gamble in the state of Florida. They've got the hard rock on Seminole tribe land. The Seminole tribe pays the state of Florida, I think a billion dollars a year, something to that effect, so they can have a casino. We take your land, we give it back, you make money, but you give us a lot. That's how we work. White eye works. That's how the white man works. <laughs> you know, this is ridiculous. Anyway, don't get me started on this. But are you ready to give a fuck about your health? Then check out Chef Erica, our friend Chef Erica Nicole Day. EricaNicoleDay.com is her website. She's an experienced culinary medicine consultant, private chef. She's got a medical high-end restaurant background. She knows her stuff. 
She is available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss, helping with medical conditions or strict macros for bodybuilding, fitness training, so on and so forth. She is the best in the business. If you need some help, everybody kind of does with your nutrition and whatnot, especially your eating habits. Just talk to Chef Erica and see what she has to say and figure out what you need to tweak and change in order to shed a few LBs. And she's very easy to reach, ericanicoleday.com. Uh, just tell her uh, hello from us and that you got her information from us. We'd appreciate it. Everything's better with fuck the replacements. I have three clips from the movie The Replacements starring Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman and John Favreau and Orlando Jones. I mean, the, the, the cast was amazing, right? Uh, and you guys are going to 1 to 10 grade me on the clips, 10 being the best. I will tell you, one of these clips is different a different everything's better with fuck than any any clip done before and might be my favorite all-time clip. See if you can figure out which one. Are you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Yep. Here's a list of people I've been keeping my eye on over the years. They've all played football somewhere, not all of them in the pros, but they all have something unique to bring to the game. I'm going to take those people and try to put together a winning team. If nothing else, they should be fun to fuck! There you go. What do you think of that? <laughs> Nice straight up uh, fuck at the end. I like it. Fucking the new teammates. Uh, I will give that a seven to start off with. Okay. Nate gives me a seven. Nikki? I'm going to give that an eight. I thought Ooh. that was a very good place. I like that. All right. Here's your next one. Shane Falco. Shane Falco. Footsteps Falco from Ohio State. The same. God, he, he hasn't played in years. Should be well rested then. Shane Fucko. It sounded like it was saying E-M. I was like, wow, that's really good. What do you mean? Like F-O. Shane Fuckum. Oh, Shane Fuckum. Oh, yeah. yeah Shane so that's how it was sounding like it was right in place. I'm like, dang, that was good. Yeah. All right, Nate. I like that one. That was, uh, I'll give that an eight. Uh, I like the, was this the, the one that was a little bit different? Yeah, that's my favorite. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give an eight to that one. All right, Nikki. I'm giving that one an eight, too. An eight, too. Really, not a nine or a ten? I, I like it. They both were really good. But uh, I can't go a nine because I got to hear the last one. Uh, okay. Uh, here's the last one. Nice pop, Danny. Thanks, Coach. In practice, we don't fuck the fellows with the red shirts on. I know, Coach, but I see that red. I just want to go after it like a bull, you know? <laughs> okay, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Danny. <laughs> That's John Favreau's character. Uh, all right, one to ten there. Uh, I'm I'm going back to a seven. I think I like the the previous one with the fuckums a little bit better. So yeah. yeah, I will do seven for this guy. And I'm going seven too. Yeah. See, so you guys, th- th- that last one should have been a nine, and it that one should have been. been an eight. You, you're right. Should have yeah. been okay. But we get to hear it again. So here's the winner of this week's everything's better with fuck. Shane Falco. <laughs> Shane Falco. Footsteps Falco from Ohio State. The same. God, he, he hasn't played in years. Should be well rested then. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. And I think that's your that's the one you voted as your favorite one. It is. That's what I just said. Yep. I told Nate that. Right. Uh, com. That is our website. If you uh, would like, we'd love to have you as a premium two percenter subscriber. That's uh, for the fantasy football show. It'll just be available for the premium two percenters. That's part of the perks of subscribing. You give us $4 and 99 cents a month. 
We work our asses off, give you seven plus days of content, exclusive giveaways like the sauce package, the barbecue sauce package, not barbecue, but the, the grilling pack sauce package from AtlantaGrillCompany.com. That's going to go to a premium two percenter just for subscribing. When we do podcast and pours two leading up, which is going to be any second now, there's waiting on one camp uh, to send some paperwork over. Um, I'm going to be giving out tickets, including VIP tickets to subscribers. And because I'll have your email, you get the episodes early. If you're a subscriber, which is great, right? Uh, there's tons of perks. You get the extra podcast. You get the only Brandy and Lindsay. You get the clueless too. Uh, there's a couple that we're going to be adding outside of the fantasy football. Nikki's going to bring hers back. I don't know when you find a new partner, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? Maybe we do a, a, a podcast partner search. The first thing I have to find is somebody that actually has the same passion that I do f- to do it. So that's the that's the first thing I got to find. Not going to happen. It is possible. No. That's one of the first pieces of advice that Daniel from uh, Tom and Dan said to me. He said, you are never going to find somebody that is as passionate about this as you are. Because when you work for yourself, there's not a lot of money in it right, right out of the gates. Right. People are inspired by money. Mm-hmm. People don't understand working for free for a goal like the 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 end the the end goal you just don't get it you know and and that's that's a shame because you know it doesn't always pay off it doesn't but i mean that's but that's the risk you love doing it every week oh my god yeah oh trust me uh i i I get it i I, i'm not getting rich off this podcast by now (laughs) even if even if we just got a new subscriber for 4.99 i promise you i'm not getting rich on this podcast this is all overhead (laughs) for the most part (laughs) i'm just trying to build something uh very creative and very cool and people are digging it so our social media is up there as well if you could please just at least one person do me a favor just share some of our stuff we don't have enough of you two percenters sharing our stuff that's what we need. Like, we're posting the social media all the time. Take something and just share it with a buddy. Share it to somebody. I don't give a fuck who you share it with. Just share it. You know, so maybe they'll end up listening to the podcast. Um, I take that back. One person did that the other week. And they told me about it. And they said, my buddy now is addicted to listening to the show. Oh, that's good. So I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Happened to me in um, Chicago. I, ran, I met up with one of my friends from Orlando and he said, yeah, one of the videos you shared the other day, I, I heard it. It was like one of our snaps. And he's like, I had to go and listen to the whole the whole episode because I wanted to hear the rest of that conversation. Which one was it? You remember? I don't recall. Um, I know, the, I don't, I know I the major Tom Schumann from uh, the other day uh, upset one person, in partic- one person on our Instagram because the, the snap was uh, him talking about foreigners being more American than people that are born here. And the guy went off and he's like, it's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I was like, I asked him twice. He still hasn't answered. Did you listen to the whole episode? Did you, li- I guarantee you didn't, or you wouldn't respond the way you responded. You understand what he's talking about. If you know the story, the guy's kind of a big deal. The story is kind of a big deal. So before you comment on the 60 seconds of content that we, that's the whole idea of us doing that is so, cause we feel you're smart enough to go, okay, I've got to listen to the rest of it. 
So let me go to podcastthebs.com and listen to the rest of the conversation. That's the whole point. You know, so anyway, uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter. That's free. Subscribe to our YouTube. That's free. Our merch store. Every once in a while, they do a 35% off if you're looking for a discount. I took advantage of it the other day and got another BS tote. That's what I keep in my car with the T-shirts. When I find people, I give them away. I put it in a Bailey Show tote. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, they're very cool. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, nice. All right, cool. Other than that, Nate, you got anything before we get out? Happy Friday, fuckers. 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 Beer chugs in harmony. That's what we're singing. That's the song. Sing that at the next kid's birthday party. It'll go over well. Yeah, that's that's for all (laughs) children. So anyway, on our social media, speaking of, uh, Nate will post his beer chugs in harmony. So you can see that. He'll tell you a delicious, tasty beer to drink. And uh, he's always in some exotic, weird place. Like, I think yeah. the last time you were in someone's butthole drinking a beer. It's very weird. I was at the Bean in Chicago last night. That's right. I got it mixed up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> close enough. Yeah. A lot of buttholes there in Chicago at the time. Yeah. yeah. We, well, we were really close to the radio convention, so yes. Did you run into anybody? No, I didn't go there. You didn't? You didn't but you didn't, like, they didn't, didn't see anybody at the Bean or anything like that? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. We went and met up with some friends from Orlando that live there. Um, so I didn't, I, I didn't stay in the city long. I heard that uh, I heard that somebody, a radio personality in Atlanta, who was there, got in the face. Guys, I'm working. Remember, it's a job. It's what pays for the treats. Uh, got in the face of a woman. Uh, I don't know what she does. She's a big deal, but I don't know exactly what she does. In one of the sessions, that was the big story, I guess. Uh, yeah, there was about. Yeah. Did you say about what? No, 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 no. I, I got a couple other interesting tidbits of information. There are some people from our former company that were there and got some got some intel on some stuff that's happening, you know, and you know, kind of those types of things. But anyway. All right, Nikki, you got anything? Nope. Sorry, I forgot what we discussed. Really? That's so rude. <laughs> No, because remember we talked about our memory and forgetting things. You didn't get the joke. Oh, God. Oh, you're so meta. You're so (laughs) metal. End it all. All right. Have yourself a great, safe weekend. Thanks for all the support. We really do appreciate it more than you'll ever know. If you're going to be doing some drinking, that's all well and good. Please do not get behind the wheel of a car if you've had too much. I've lost way too many friends like that. Uh, And again, podcast2bs.com. Thanks. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.